Saturday, July 27th, the Maggie's Farm Festival rocks the old pinion truck stop between Colorado Springs and Pueblo. Noon to 6 p.m., come out for amazing Maggie's Farm cannabis deals, food trucks stocked with munchies, a vintage car show, live music from Last Rhino, Reno Divorce, Atomic Drifters, and MF Rocket. And a 21-plus pavilion with all of your favorite cannabis vendors. Admission to the Maggie's Farm Festival is totally free. Saturday, July 27th, from noon to 6, from the purveyors of Colorado's original premium outdoor marijuana, quality concentrates, and fabulously infused products maggie's farm hey everybody gene skivens here uh we had a little audio snafu with the uh recording this week uh there was some clicking that was going out throughout the entire track and um it was very distracting when you actually listen to it so i did my best to mask it out unfortunately it makes parts of the podcast sound like it the guys are underwater um hopefully we'll get this thing solved and we won't run into this again, but we are aware that the audio quality is going to be really, really bad this week. Um, but instead of trashing the episode, we tried to salvage as best as we could. So, uh, here's the show. You're listening to a mutiny transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just recording the guys arguing outside? Yeah, yeah, I am. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's coming in really well, too. It's, it's picking up. Hold on. Hold on for those of you who are listening. Just bear with us. We're just... We want to listen to these guys arguing in the yard outside. There's some kind of... There, there is some kind of altercation going on, a verbal altercation going on about somebody's driving. What have you ascertained from the conversation? That's, so that's it. That's all I know. It's, it's related to someone's driving. So you've just uh, heard, quote, God damn motherfucker, yeah, somebody, somebody, driving? Yeah. Somebody, quote, can't fucking drive, end quote. Okay. So that's what's going on right now. There's all a right. huge truck out there behind us. This is journalism, by like, the way. Yeah, it seems like everything is going well now. It seems like they've figured it out. This is, okay, it appears that the conflict has come to an end. Probably. If you're just joining us, there was an altercation outside uh, the only information we have is somebody can't fucking drive. <laughs> They're probably listening to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably recording us. Through the open fucking window. Hey, welcome to Truck Talk. Hey, you guys aren't the only ones trying to record a podcast over here, you know? <laughs> We're trying to record our truck sounds. Welcome to episode number 65 of 65. the motherfucking podcast. 65. The official podcast of the international power rock combo international power rock combo motherfucking ruckus from denver and chicago respectively i'm aaron howell i'm gordo how are you doing yeah and logan's going to be joining us later and we're even going to get tony on the phone like i said this is episode 65 and um we were supposed to have muscle beach on for our guest and uh and yeah, like, man, a few different issues came up. 
Um, first of all, our condolences to to Derek from Muscle Beach. He lost someone in his family recently, so that's part of it. And uh, of course, Roy had a baby around the same time that I did, so he's doing dad stuff. And then Justin couldn't get out of work on time. And and we really want to have him on. I think we're gonna try and have him on next weekend. So um, it was it's kind of last minute, so we were trying to throw a show together. So Gorgo and I got to talking about. Our 4th of July plans, Freedom. like what we did this week, and we got to talking to some of the things that are going on in the world, in the news, and uh, some of the ways in which we may inhibit and imprison ourselves through our habits and through our lives, and got us thinking of this overall theme of freedom. Freedom. So, thrown together at the very last minute... <laughs> Uh, in honor of the 4th of July weekend, and maybe not even necessarily in honor of, just in recognition of. In recognition In of. acknowledgement in of. acknowledgement of, yeah. That's because, because we are going to honor certain things about it, but we're also going to critique some things. Oh, sure. We're also going to say a lot of swears, <laughs> and we're going to probably throw some toilet humor and dick and fart jokes in there like we normally do. So to say honoring just would not be the correct attribution, right? I think you're correct, yes. Because I think if you, like, I think if we were exclusively honoring freedom, we could say we're honoring the 4th of July holiday. But we're not going to be doing that. We're going to be going all over the place. And well, I, freedom takes many, many, many forms. It does. Many. It does. We're that's that's really the only thing that we've ascribed to this is that this is going to be the theme for the episode, and in uh, in that like keeping with that theme, we should probably make a disclaimer that we might enter into some hot button issues on this episode. Yeah, we might uh, enter into some places where people might disagree with us or. We're going to talk about some opinions that we might hold. Yeah, we might disagree with us. We might disagree with each other. <laughs> you know, so we're we're going to, we might, I don't know what we'll get to, but we might, we might get into some topics uh, where there might be some contention. And as much as I really dislike the term trigger warning, like, consider this your trigger warning. And trigger. Uh, if anything comes up. Uh, you, of course, have the freedom to turn off the episode. You have the freedom to... St or, or better yet, you have the freedom to listen and possibly, you know, have a debate with yourself in the car or at home or where you're at or, or consider some ideas and... Uh, use the use the skip button yeah, if you or, need to. Or, or rather than use the skip button, just sit and listen. Sometimes it, it... One thing I... One idea that I subscribe to is the one that... Uh, no one is stupid enough to be wrong all the time, and no one is smart enough to be right all the time. Well, that's very true. And we are not right most of the time. And oh, that's, yeah. in, in addition to the disclaimer, I should probably say this disclaimer, which is Gordo and I, and Logan and Tony when they get here, who are totally going to get blindsided by this, by the way. <laughs> I sent a text to him that was just like, this week's episode is about freedom. Yeah, well, <laughs> just hey, get ready for it. I mean, you filled them in on the essential information, right? Yeah, I did. There I it did. is. I did. The, dis is. the disclaimer I should make, though, is that everyone who is going to be in this conversation is not an expert in anything, including our chosen field. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Weird. Dude, but I think what qualifies you as an expert, like, I heard this once. I think it's if you read, like, eight books on a subject. 
I think there's a number. Like, wow. you can legitimately call yourself an expert if you've read a very small number of books. I can't remember what the exact number <laughs> is, but basically you just have to read a handful of books on a certain... A handful of books on a certain subject and you are considered an expert. Well, great. Like, like I think technically considered an expert. Now, that's something that I heard from somebody else and I just pulled out of my ass. I know a lot about Stephen King then. So, <laughs> you're a Stephen <laughs> King expert. If you've read eight... <laughs> That means I am a pornography expert. <laughs> I'm an expert on Sherry, Penthouse, and Hustler magazine. Oh, yeah. When was the last time you looked at a pornographic magazine? Speaking of freedom. Hey, Larry Flint. It was a shout while out. ago. It was a while that, ago. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Like, since the internet became a thing, it's been a long time since I looked at a magazine. When I was a, a young, uh, pubescent man, we used to search out the magazines. The magazines. Oh, yeah. They were they were not easy to come by. Did you get into them as an adult? Like did, did did you you weren't a big porn guy, were you? As an adult? Well, I mean, what what constitutes big porn guy? <laughs> I mean, like I mean, like what? what Every... How many tears are there in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could be in, like in some regards, I could be, and in others, probably not. Okay, let me put it this way: when we were like heavily touring in our twenties. I worked for the I worked for Fascinations for a while. I think I've mentioned that on the show. I worked right. for the, the Fascinations, the the adult superstore, which is now a uh, sexual health and wellness boutique. They no oh. longer call, they don't call it a porn store. Now anymore. that is a spin. Yeah, they don't they don't call it a sex <laughs> shop or a porn store or a kink shop or anything like that anymore. They call it a, 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 a in fact a sensual health and wellness. I like boutique. the spin on that. I like that. Like they're toning it back because they want to be more marketable and since. Porn is literally like the freest, most like prolific thing on the Freedom. internet. Like there is more porn than there are memes on the internet. Yeah, there's yeah. so much of it. I was never a huge collector of it. If that's what you mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I didn't. No. I was not a connoisseur of porn. No, I didn't collect I, it. It either. was too difficult to get my hands on when I was a kid to really actually. But I mean, as an adult, like, I didn't really collect it either. No, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. like. When we would go on tour, when I worked at Fascinations, they would have these like six packs right. that you could buy of the magazines with the like the back issue magazines with the the covers torn up. Right, and we would take those on tour with us, and just like there was a few times that we just like papered the walls of the van with the grossest porn that we could find. Oh, like we did that. I see. And uh, we were driving all night once and ended up in Washington, D.C., and we just had plus-size ladies and grannies and all sorts of weird kink shit. Just, like, because those those six-packs, they give you a couple good ones, but they have filler magazines, which are the gross stuff that they can't right. sell. So we would take those out and just wallpaper the inside of the van. Um, and, uh, we were driving overnight and we would also, as I'm sure you've done before, we would have to pee in a lot of big jugs. Well, sure. You know, yeah, everybody's a piss bottle man. Yeah. There. Otherwise you would yeah. never make it to a gig cause you'd be stopping for five or six people to piss all yeah. the time. So there's a lot of jug pissing. Yeah. Festival pissing in other words. Yeah. Yeah. Festival pissing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, on the topic of freedom, yes. we found ourselves in Washington, DC. 
we had stopped in Washington D.C. because we were going to go visit Logan's brother. That's and the Freedom Hub. That is the hub of freedom. If, if I'm correct. I think that's where they make freedom. That's where they. That's where they mass produce freedom <laughs> for all of us. That's where the freedom factor that's is. That's where you kind of you, you can definitely find the Star Spangled Ding Dongs. <laughs> have, you, have you seen this? I have. You the have, Star okay, Spangled Ding Dongs. If you hadn't seen it, because like that was something that, some, that Josh sent me a picture. Is that of really a Dead Milkman song, Star Spangled Ding Dongs? I have no idea if it is actually, but it's a great band name if it isn't. But it's an actual product. That oh exists. yeah, I've seen the product. And and Josh sent me a picture of it. And I about shat myself. Yeah, they're super. red, white, and blue, and sprinkled, uh, uh, Hostess cupcakes, right? Or yeah. ding dongs. Well, I mean, yeah, or whatever it is, <laughs> snack cakes. So there we are in uh, Freedom Land. <laughs> we're 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 at the Freedom Factory, and we stopped near the White House. Near the White House. Near the White House. How near the White House? As close as you can get to the White House, like being at the fence. So we weren't at the main, like front part, you know, because there's always people protesting there and tons of guards and stuff like that. But we were on a side of the White House, right? Close enough to fling a ding dong. We were not close enough to fling a ding dong because because for those who have been to DC and who have who have been I to have the not, fence. I have not been to where they make the freedom. So the the White House is really far up the lawn. Right. Like you can just kind of see it in the distance. It's okay. like it's like the lawn of like an old castle where <laughs> you know where like old kings used to compete with each other by seeing how big of a lawn they could make. Prairie dogs and marmots. Like I thought it was to wear out invading forces. Speaking of freedom, I thought it was about wearing out invading forces that like are trying to get to your castle. But from what I understand, like the lawn comes from like kings and lords just trying to outdo each other. Ah, like the lawn, the the modern idea of a lawn. Like you have a lawn in front of your house. The reason you have a lawn in front of your house is because a bunch of kings and lords were like trying to outdo each other by who could have the largest like mileage of grass. Not so many kings on my block. There's some lords, (laughs) you know. But I'm not going to talk about other people's business. Do you think Jay Party Lord <laughs> well, has yeah. like? Do you that's think a good example? He is a lord on his block on Seventeenth. I can't say he's the only. And one. I don't think I don't. I think they have like maybe some trees planted outside the sidewalk. Maybe they have some some house plants. I know he's listening to this. Shout out to Jay Party Lord. <laughs> I love you, dude. Lord of Lord of <laughs> oh, Lord, lord of House oh, Party. Oh Lord of the Party. Oh Lord of House Party. <laughs> I bequeath to you 17th between what are the streets over there by the Weathervane Cafe? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not so good in that. In just that just that chunk of 17th. That's what he's the lord of. That's what his keep is on. Anyway, I bequeath to you the keep of the Weathervane Cafe. Um, <laughs> We're in Washington, D.C. Yes, you're in Washington. We get DC. the van full of porn. And a jug full of piss. Yes. And uh, we and Jerry had been driving all night. And it was, you know, we had driven, we'd been driving from like Florida. So it was really hot. It was really swampy. It was the middle of the summer. It was the super hall. humid. So Jerry had his uh, shorts unbuttoned and his fly unzipped. This is Jerry Cass, by the way, who you'll remember from a, a previous episode. Uh, and um, we got out to take a look at the White House when we stopped and um, let Jerry's dog out to piss. We used to take Spike, Spike the racist dog. We used to take him on, <laughs> on tour with us 
Have you ever heard about Spike the Racist Dog? Yeah, I have, dog? I have heard tell. Yeah, so Spike the Racist Dog came with us, and um, and we let him out to take a piss, and within moments, um, DC police rolled up on us. Oh. Bicycle police. Ouch. Like, this is like, dude, and this is in the early 2000s, post 9-11, so like shit was you legit. would ex- you would expect that like the front lines of homeland security around the white house would have just been on their shit but it was a couple bicycle cops that rolled up on us in like shorts and polo shirts and and they looked more like mall cops to me yeah to me yeah and they rolled up on us and um and we're standing there and they they tell Jerry to get out of the car Jerry gets out of the car, and like I said, his pants are unbuttoned and unzipped, and he gets out of the car, and his pants just fall down around his ankles. Not a good look. Not a good look. Um, they they sit us down on the curb. They're asking us all these questions. They start searching the van. And first first thing that they find is they find a cap gun. Uh, and speaking of freedom, they find a cap gun, and they're like, Oh, gentlemen! What do we have here? Da, 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 da. And, and uh, one of the guys goes, that's a cap gun. And he goes, oh, well, it looks like a real gun, so we're going to confiscate it. It's like, okay. Well, you can just have that then. Next thing they find is, you know when you get your flu shot at a doctor's office and they have those pens that look like hypodermic needles? Yes. And they have, like, the doctor's office. And keep in mind, they're full of ink and then usually surrounded by like blue or red liquid, mm-hmm. you know, and then the name of a doctor's office and phone number on it. Right. I would not make this up. I would not lie to you. This police officer, this trained police officer who works the beat in Washington, D.C. in front of the fucking White House, holds this up and then goes, oh, who's the diabetic gentleman? Like, this guy thinks he has just busted us with a hypodermic needle for shooting heroin. Oh, God. And I look at him, and I roll my eyes, and I slap my head, and I go, it's a pen, dude. <laughs> and he looks at him and goes, oh. And he goes, hey, Logan's here. Come on, sit down, buddy. We're talking about freedom. Come on in. Um, You've so, experienced freedom. Oh, yeah. Logan experiences freedom all the time. He's free balling right now. Oh, the ultimate yeah. freedom. Anyway, so uh, the the cop goes, "Oh, well, you know, if another uh, officer of the law sees this, he could make the same mistake." And, da, 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 da. and I'm thinking to myself, "No, just you." <laughs> and uh, then they decide they're gonna search the back of the van. They open up the back of the van and fling the doors open, and every and I mean every inch of every wall inside this van is all but lacquered with the grossest unsellable porn that we could find <laughs> that like happened to come in in the be the filler porn in that in that uh in, variety, in that, pack. In the variety pack yeah and yeah, they start it, looking it around the meat in the sandwich you know <laughs> there was like the delicious pieces of bread on the outside and right. then there was the gross moldy old yeah yeah meat in the middle it was pretty gross it was it was the mold, it was the bologna in the sandwich for sure. You know, like when you open a bologna sandwich in jail. Uh, well, you've never been to jail, but it's, not so much. You like open it up to see what the sandwich is made of. You see the sandwich. You're hungry. You've been in jail. 
You're excited to eat the sandwich. It gets handed to you. You know you're in jail, so you gotta check what's inside the sandwich. And you look in, and it's baloney with like no mayo or anything else. And it's kind of, kind of an odd, unnatural color, even for baloney. And you go, that's what the inside of our van looked like. Baloney, but, but porn. Baloney. So it was jail baloney porn all over the inside of the van. Wow. And they're looking around and they're grossed out and horrified. And then one of them grabs the Arizona tea jug that's underneath one of the bench seats and picks it up and for some reason unscrews the cap and decides to smell it. Ooh. And he goes, Ugh! how long have you guys been in here? It was pee pee. And we're like, we're like <laughs> a few weeks. It and was... They put the jug of piss Five, in. Six dudes worth of pee-pee. Oh, it was so gross. Oh. And so they close the doors. They put the jug of piss back. They give us our stuff back. They go, you guys can get out of here. And they just, like, sauntered off. Yeah. I like how I heard grandma porn. I knew exactly what's going on. Cops and grandma porn. I was like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag grandma porn. Hashtag grandma penis there's no law that says that <laughs> there's no law that says you can't drive it around with a, in a van full of grandma porn it's true the grandma's consented yeah uh, i'm already sweaty up in this bitch yeah we've I've got the window open and everything it's a bit it's a bit muggy it's what's hot. what's going on out there behind you aaron anything happening now Has i that think truck moved? did the guys no the trucks are still just running i haven't heard them arguing or anything okay um all right so so freedom. Huh? Yeah. So the thing. So we decided because it, just to catch you up, logs riffing on freedom. So so. Uh, <laughs> so uh, muscle the muscle the muscle beach guys couldn't make it today. So we're like, what are we gonna talk about? And then like we start talking about like, oh, what were your Fourth of July plans? What did this have going on? And and some stories that have come up in in the world in the media and. And just like kind of experiences that we've had and things we've been thinking about lately. And they all kind of, they all kind of seem to share this common theme or could be loosely tied to in a pinch when you're trying to make pull a podcast episode out of your ass. They are all loosely related to freedom. Oh, the thing that I started saying before the beginning of that really long story is Gordo and I aren't experts on anything. Logan is not an expert on anything. I thought he was supposed to be the Sony. Expert. I thought I thought he was supposed Let's to be the guest the expert. expert. You're not even wearing your spectacles. Oh. You have to come in with like a pair of spectacles <laughs> on your nose. In my experience, and a tweed coat. Well, so actually, that... I happen to be the foremost authority on grandma porn, and I'll tell you, sir. No, we were just given we were we were given a disclaimer at the top of the episode because we're going to talk about some different things, and I think I think we're probably going to speak a little more freely than we might normally. Freely, and we're trying to encourage people Shit. to just take into account that we're just a bunch of guys in a room having a conversation. It might go a bunch of different places. It might not. We might not even get to it because it might not be relevant. You know, those of you who listen to the show, you know how it goes. We have a discussion, and it goes a lot of places. What, what, what was this disclaimer? I'm interested. Well, I was just giving the disclaimer that, like, uh, I was issuing the goes. trigger warning. Okay. warning. Okay. And I was saying, and as much as I even hate to use that term, and I think it sucks that we even have to use that term anymore, because we just, like, live in this cancel call-out culture where there actually has to be a such thing 
as the intellectual dark web. You know, there actually has to exist a subsect of the media world, which is just all dedicated to people having mature conversations. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're living in now. But I wanted wanted to tell people that, like, what we try to do on this show and what we try to do in our personal lives when we're not being recorded is treat every conversation like the sandbox, man. You're just hanging out, talking, spreading ideas, catching up on stories, letting people know who you are, finding out who they are, you know, like learning about the world. And um, and I feel like we're getting kind of robbed of as many opinions as we could be experiencing, as many ideas as we could get experience, be experiencing because so many people are getting shut down or pilloried or attacked or, or whatever for conversations that they're having. So, so first thing, uh, we're not experts. Second thing, if, if anybody's looking for a fight or an argument of any kind, you, you're looking in the wrong place because we're, we're not into that. This is the one where we go down. This is the, this is the <laughs> one where it's just We too may much. not even get into it. But I'm just letting people Did know. Did you hear what they said on episode number 65 number of the motherfucking 65. podcast, the official podcast of motherfucking ruckus, the international power Ooh, rock combo from Denver? Was rough. Yeah, 65 was rough. We're gonna end. We're gonna end up in some op-ed article on the Atlantic or Vox or what? One of the other ones. I don't, I don't know. know. What are the other ones? The Daily. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't think we'll even get into anything that is going to surprise anyone. Like, I don't think we're going to get anything into anything that's, like, particularly controversial. But in the spirit of freedom, I want to give that that disclaimer that we're going to be speaking freely this episode. Nice. And we're going to be talking about things nice. related to freedom. Because for those of you in uh, outside of the United States, this weekend was uh, the celebration of Fourth of July in the United States, America Day, which Indigenous is People's Day, America the, the, the Day, the what, the what, Indigenous People's Day? Oh, Indigenous People's Day, yeah, uh, the day that we uh, put up the money to buy a steak and and make hot dogs and wear loud, brightly colored stuff, and people argue on the internet all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you sit in traffic, and you sweat your balls off. Um, that's your choice. You're free. Or you go see Dead & Co. Sit in traffic and sweat your balls You're off. free to sit in traffic and I sweat your balls I did see a post about Dead & Co. That, that was kind of interesting, speaking of freedom, where you can go to a Dead & Co. show, uh-huh. and you have the freedom to spend $80 on a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I saw this post, and I was just like, you know, this woman was really excited that she found her $80 t-shirt after she thought she lost it after the Dead & Co. show, and I was just like... Eighty dollars! Wow, eighty dollars, dude. They, I don't think it even glow in the dark. Blue, glowed in the dark. I don't really know the past tense of that. I got it. <laughs> we had a bunch of them at work. You're this free weekend. to use improper grammar. Glued in the dark. Glued in the dark. We had we had glued. Yeah, glued. I don't know any shirt that glows in the dark. I will pay an extra at least. I, I, I at most twenty bucks for. I have a um, I have a glow in the glow in the dark Max Sabbath shirt, and I didn't know it was glow in the dark until I got it home. Did it freak you out? It did. It's a glowing fucking scary skull monster, That's man. To me before. Yeah. Ah! I forgot I was right. Oh, anyway. this is a, this is a weird <laughs> tangent. But when I was a kid, one of my favorite games to play with my dad was Monster. Did you ever play Monster? 
Monster. We turn out all the lights in the house. It's like hide and go seek, but way cooler. Okay. With okay. dicks. <laughs> it's hide and go seek with dicks. It's so. my favorite game. Um, no. Uh, yeah, so so we used to play this game where we'd turn off all the lights in the house, and my brother and my sister and I would go hide around the house. And then my dad would go to one end of the house, and the house would get really quiet for probably about... It felt like an eternity, but it was like for a minute or so. And then you'd hear across the house, you'd just hear my dad going... And we'd go... We're hiding out and shit like that. My dad would stomp around the house making monster noises and come and try and find us, right? It was so fucking fun. We probably only played it like... A half dozen times my whole life, and it was, dude, it was my favorite game. I love playing. Formative, those are formative moments for you. It was so fun. And one time, I used to have this dinosaur shirt, and when you would wear it in the dark, the skeleton of the dinosaur would light up. So only part of it was glow in the dark, and I forgot that I was wearing a glow in the dark dinosaur shirt. So my dad's walking down the stairs, and I'm like hiding on the ground, like laying down on the ground against the wall, and I think I'm fucking slick, dude. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not hiding behind something. I'm hiding right up against the wall, so dad will walk right by me. But dad can see my fucking glow-in-the-dark goddamn dinosaur shirt and just like reaches out and grabs me and scares the crap out of me. And I... Like I said, I didn't know I was wearing the glow-in-the-dark shirt, so I was like, ah, I'm just <laughs> Terrified. Terrified. All right. Sorry. That was a that was a wicked tangent, but $80 for a shirt at the Dead & Co. show. Yeah, that's a bit much. We, a bit much. We had, we had a bunch like of them. Way much. <laughs> we, way much. That is way much. Like... Like what are what are most like concert tees like forty five fifty dollars like I've paid like forty five fifty dollars for an Iron Maiden shirt. By the way, we sell our amazing t shirts for less than twenty dollars or twenty dollars or less. Go check it out. We we sell ours for fifteen. So I have no idea. Like why somebody charging forty five dollars for a fucking shirt? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can get away with that, great. Great. So here's lease them all. I say it's freedom. Where was the show at? Like. Uh, I don't no know. idea. I don't, I don't know. Football who, field. It was at the football field, I right? No I don't. Idea. I don't know who Dead and Co is. So Dead and Co is the the great some some of the Grateful Dead. Oh, it's okay. Bob the, Weir. The remaining members. Yeah. It's not all the remaining members. Oh, it's not. No, it's Bob Weir and uh, Bob Weir. Bill going to charge you too much for it. Bob, we're going to charge you too. Hey, Bob, we're going to charge you your entire paycheck for that Dead and Co shirt. <laughs> Just thought I should let you know. No, uh, it was Bob Weir and Bill Kreutzman and um, you know Phil Lesh was not there. And then John Mayer was playing lead guitar. Oh, for right. John Myers. Yeah. Yes. It yes. wasn't John Mayer, the like, the like sexy Is voice. Is that how you say it? John Mayer? John Mayer. John yeah. Mayo. John Okay. John Mayer of expensive t-shirt. Yeah, he's, a, he's the guy that plays guitar and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh we we had a bunch we had a bunch of So I had we had back to back Panic Weekend and um Dead and Co weekend at the place that I work. And I and as I told you before the place that I work it is, sounds brutal. Is, is Grateful Dead themed. 
So it's just like last weekend, nothing but panic shirts and people on mushrooms and acid and stone coming in and acting all weird and goofy. And then the next weekend, it was How's the same people, different to, like, t-shirts. People though, I mean, oh, way better than drunk. People. Way better than drunk people. I would way assume. I would assume, dude. I barely have to deal with any drunk people the, the place I work. But it's not the context for it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 a wing it's a wing joint. So people like drink beer, but it's like super expensive good beer. So we rarely have people who are who are getting wasted. Um, but yeah, the no riffraff, dude, no riffraff up there. Everybody for the shows is coming in wearing the shirts. Sure, you know it's a big it's a big event. You know, like our place One is think. yeah our our place is a stop on their entire trip to go see the whatever oh, right. iteration of the dead that they're going to see or whatever you know whatever the band of the weekend has to be so you got to think about how many of those people have bought how many shirts and how many shows over how many years you also got to keep in mind that they've got to pay an artist they generally have more people doing that they do much larger orders so they have to do i mean that would drop their costs significantly that i guess and then they also, bands at that level get gouged on the percentage by the venue. We don't have to do that. Still, all of that considered, I think 80 bucks is sticking it up your people's ass a little bit. Oh, a lot. <laughs> a lot, man. Yeah, that's a big fat Johnson. So what did, what did you do for 4th of July, Gordo? Uh, well... My wife and I went up to uh, Steamboat Springs. Oh, that is nice this time of year. Oh, it's so delightful. You just feel so free up there. So free. Yeah. So free. But no, we uh, we stayed with a good friend of ours who uh, they have a place up there and they invited some people up. They're having a birthday party and so we just, you know, ran up there and uh, it was really cool for the time that we weren't around other people. It was really great. But then, like, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, what the fuck was I thinking about just even going outside on, on 4th of July? Like, I I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want to be out here. Oh, especially like, in a in a vacation destination? Oh, Jesus. It what was, was it like? Was it, it was awful. Madness. It was just like, yeah, you couldn't really do anything. Like, my wife and I wanted to do, like, a hike. Can't can't do that. There's just, the, there's cars everywhere. It's just everywhere is a parking lot. It's in, like a line in nature. They're just like all yeah. walking in a Yeah, line. exactly. It's like, like, next up, here's another tree. Here's a rock. <laughs> just like a line of people just walking up the fucking mountain, but whatever, you know? Oh, like on the, like the, the nature hike area, there was just like a ton of people. Oh, a lot of people. There's yeah. just people a everywhere. I'm sure. A lot everywhere. Of just driving, walking, biking, whatever. Right. And driving like complete assholes. As now, well. are they better or worse than drunk people? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Worse. Worse? I think, I think they were worse. Because <laughs> they just, gen they, I mean, they had the same like disregard. You know, like the just For general others. disregard, just like, ah, you know, well, fuck, fuck you. Fuck other people. Fuck you, because you're not me. Right. And let's see. Wait a minute. Are you me? No. Well, fuck you then. And my kid wants the swizzly stick, so we're going over here. <laughs> and we're not going to signal. We don't need to do shit. We rented the mountain for the weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it was. It was, just, it was just like a big... Clark's mountain. Yeah. 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 We are guests yeah. of the mountain. Thank you very much. You know, yeah, it was just big roadway entitlement freedom fest. Right. You know, like, okay, you know, 
fuck me, I'm going to go back home. I'm just going to go back and, you know, drink my beer and sit on this balcony and watch some fireworks. That was fine. That was great. So you were talking about fireworks before we got on, on the show. What? You, you had some very strong opinions about fireworks, from what I understand. Well, here, here's the funny thing about fireworks. Uh, I don't know if any of you are involved in your uh, uh, <laughs> your social media groups for your you know particular part of town or your community. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I don't know why I ever signed up for this shit, because it's hilarious. Like, I, like it's just nothing but, like, you know, dogs. You need to take care of the dogs. Dogs suck. Dogs are terrible. Fireworks. Fireworks. Fuck you people with the fireworks. Fireworks are all... No, no. The fireworks are awesome. Freedom, you know. And then you got... No, no. You're, you're killing my dog. You're killing my dog. You know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just back and forth. You ate this country. You ate my dog. <laughs> exactly. And and what's funny is that in my part of town, it's like 4th of July is all oh, July long. And, and they in have, your neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. In our neighborhood and down at the end of our neighborhood. Oh, because you're right by Bear Valley. It's Yeah. And oh, it's like, yeah. So, like, it's just constant. Every night, all day long, pretty much, it seems like. If, yeah, if but I'm on that home, side of town, it's, you know. At that side of town, it's more than all month. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Like, dude, true. they party. Dude, every time I've lived in Bear Valley or anywhere near Sheridan or Federal, like, dude, fireworks. At least once a month, there's some sort of eruption of something, right? Like, they stash them throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but, but anyway, so but you're down seeing at the end of the block, they do this, like, there's this little, like, you know, like, private lake community down there. It's one of those little communities where it's just, like, you know, from the outside, it just looks like a bunch of, you know, houses. But then, like, there's a lake in the middle of that shit. And then there's tons of boats and everything. And I don't know. And I, I felt like an idiot because I didn't even know we had a lake down at the end of our fucking block, you know, for, like, a year. But... What they do is that neighborhood association, their their HOA down there, they they throw a huge fireworks display the last weekend of July. Right. So like you get pummeled at either end, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like more than the average community. It's it's a lot. It's Dude, a lot. and it, and it's a lot to like it's a lot to invest, and and it's it's a big to do, and like kind of an annoyance for a very stupid thing, like shooting fireworks up in the. I mean, dude, they're cool. I like yeah. see it. Like I like seeing a badass. I saw um, the official city of San Francisco firework display last year. That was bad fucking ass, dude. Yeah. Like, um, well, there's no, there's legit displays that are amazing, and people spend millions of dollars to put them on and whatever. That's great. That's fine. You know, but just like you know, jackoffs throwing their shit in the street for like a month straight—that gets old. Right. I want to. I want to say the most the most ironic thing that I experienced at the Fourth um, of July party in San Francisco was while the most beautiful fireworks display I've ever seen was going off in front of us, and I'm standing there with my lady, and the, dude, this is the trip we conceived our son on. So you know, like uh, it was it was a good vacation. So we're like, good times. dude. So we're like, we're in a good mood. And we're there with my family. When we're eating great food, and we're there in the in the in the bay, just like watching this, and this is beautiful thing. And I look up, and every so often, a surveillance drone yeah. goes flying over the like area we're in, because San Francisco is right in the fucking Silicon Valley, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like they're way ahead technologically, and they have way more crime. So, you know, they have technology all over the place to, like, all over the Bay Area to deter crime. They have, like, those triangulation things the Flex Bronco guys told us about. Remember that? 
they're like little um, they're like little sensors that are on all the telephone poles and they're designed to uh, triangulate gunshots. Oh yeah. Like like yeah. it's you know there's computers there's software that's designed to recognize gunshot sounds yeah. and yeah. then automatically you know relay it to the closest police station. Anyway, I just thought that that was super ironic that like while I'm watching Freedom Fest 2018 there's just fucking <laughs> surveillance drones just floating over the top. Yeah. So, yeah. Um always fun to see a drone and celebrate your freedom. Yeah. The drones. Yeah. Wave. Just wave. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's fun. Fireworks are fun. Sure. Um, I think they're a little unnecessary. Like, I think the 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 over amount of of official displays, like multiple times a month and things like that, like just like shooting explosives in the air to like symbolize the time that we like had a war once at the very beginning of things. Right. right. Yeah. I would right. be I would be okay like if they said giant commercial fireworks displays are I, I we're not going to do them for 4th of July anymore. I'd be okay with it as long as we could still drive across the border to Wyoming and buy illegal shit and blow crap up in our own houses. I would yeah. make the trade. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I feel like this is one of those conversations that like 18-year-old Logan would like come bust in and kick my own ass for having because in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, they could stop all these fireworks displays and, like, put the money into, you know, feeding the homeless or, like, somewhere. What's more free than that, you know? Like, you know, helping our people out. Or shit. even putting the budget into, like, a rat-ass band who, like, plays a show or something like that. Yeah, but then, you know, 18-year-old Logan's going to bust in the door and be like, shut the fuck up. Fireworks are cool, man. Up, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. You don't want to watch explosions, yeah, pussy? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Dude, and that, that I, I'm with you. It's it's all month long in my neighborhood too, and it's just kind of like, what was it like, four days ago, five days ago? Yeah, still, yeah. it's just like oh, it'll it'll continue. Well, and I live I live in a townhome. Uh, I live in a townhome community, which is interesting. It's like super multicultural, so I like have, I have neighbors from Morocco and Ethiopia and Hungary That's and awesome. Russia and and the fucking all over the Middle East and all over, you know, Southeast Asia and stuff, just people from all over. And then regular ass Cherry Creek white people who, you know, <laughs> and, and fucking first wave gentrification hipsters like me and Sarah, you know, so it's, it's super multicultural and a very diverse cast of characters. So it's this mix of like, Almost suburban people, like sub-suburban people, sub-suburban, and then, <laughs> and then a ton of immigrants, and then a handful of like hood-ass people who are just like getting into no good. So it's like, you know, there's the super chummy, sweet, awesome, like gay dudes down the way who like over-decorate for every single holiday, like oh, have course. a giant inflatable something in front of their house for every holiday yeah, in yeah. a fucking townhome complex. And then there's like the like the dog rescue lady who fosters all the dogs who has a dog that's gotten off the leash and has gotten into a fight with the pit bull that belongs to the crazy-ass crackheads who live on the other side of the parking lot. Fireworks don't help that you situation. Know? So, and then, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of fireworks going off, just like from teenage kids doing them and fucking just, and in a very small enclosed space 
with the sound of the fireworks just like echoing off the different buildings and things like that. So it's super close and it's super amplified and it's super loud. And I have a baby at home. Yeah. And I have a baby that goes to home and I have a baby at home that goes to bed at like seven, eight o'clock at night. Yep. He only sleeps a couple hours at a time and has like a good long sleep late at night if we can get him down mm-hmm. and if we can be get him to be quiet. And I'm already dealing with the fact that when the cat wants into the room, he screams and yells and we're, tr- you know, we're trying to keep him down. And then some asshole in my fucking complex starts setting off fireworks and I catch myself like I'm straddling the border of the transformation from young guy to old guy. Right. So I am in my head going, God, fucking people knocking off with the goddamn fireworks. I don't see why they have to do this shit. While at the same time having a voice in an equal volume going, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? People are out there partying. You used to blow crap up all the time. Listen to the fucking old piece of shit that you become. That right there, my friend, is the American conundrum. The American conundrum. Okay. It's not just about age. Expand upon that. It's not just about age. It is about don't freedom all over me. Okay, go you on. Know, you know Tell what me I mean? What do don't mean? freedom all over me. It's don't like, let your freedom don't let your freedom affect my you know, freedom. Free all over me. Yeah, exactly. It's like what, what what are you doing? Like, you know, it's like it's the whole thing, the whole transformation. All I'm saying basically is that the transformation from like young man into fireworks, into blowing shit up, into what whatever it is, you know, like six packs of porn and all that stuff. Right. Into, you know, an older, mature version of yourself. I don't trust anyone that doesn't modify their opinions over time. Right. You know what I mean? I don't trust anyone that doesn't right. change their mind about what. If you're not changing, there's something wrong. If you're not changing your point of view on a moment-to-moment basis, right. you're doing something wrong. You know, that's that's the age thing. But then there's, you know, but then there's, I, that's what I think is really compelling about the freedom argument is that, you know, there's people on the side of like, yeah, man, these people can do what the fuck they want. Fireworks shouldn't be it's illegal. It's a free country. It's a free country, exactly. Right. And then you have people that's like, yeah, but you're impinging on my freedom. Mm-hmm. All over the place with your freedom. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, it, 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 and it's impossible to have it both ways. No way. Because the other thing is, is in a truly free society, you have a choice to either engage and tolerate and accept and acclimate and seek homeostasis in whatever environment you happen to find yourself in or you have the freedom to go find another place in the country like you can go live in the middle of a field somewhere if you don't want to be around people this is true it's like because the same argument people ascribe which is interesting because it's the same the same type of people who tend to say, you know, hey, don't tell me I can't blow stuff up. That's my freedom. There are many in that same group who happen to say things like, hey, don't put that on television. Don't have that parade. Don't say that thing. Don't, ca- you know, make 
the Little Mermaid black, like whatever it is that they're saying. And their argument is, you is know, is that like, a thing? I missed that. You haven't heard about no, this? No, no, I've, I've been kind of out of the loop. I've had some weird. There stuff are people losing the their shit because of. And it's, in truth, it's all happened in the past like couple days, dude. It, you got to tell me about in, this. What, okay, wait, about okay. It. Now, in truth, I should I should preface this by saying, in truth, it's probably a small but vocal minority did the original thing, and now a small but vocal majority is going. You guys going, hey, check out these guys! What a bunch of idiots! And and yelling at them sure. and arguing with them. Pretty and much, the rest of us are kind of watching. Pretty much standard. Pretty much standard <laughs> internet shit. So it's pretty much just standard internet trash fire that we all just sit around and watch and go, ooh, yeah, yeah. like, you know. Popcorn. Pop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Popcorn emoji. Uh, Michael Jackson in a movie theater gif. <laughs> that's always like. That's I know. Always that's like, always like number two or three in the thread. God. So let's all put on glasses and then push them up our fucking noses. Jesus okay. Christ. Whoop. Okay. Uh, Already on. So, um, there's a new Little Mermaid being made. I, I gather a live action. Like you know how they're remaking all the live act. They're doing all these live right, action, right. like the live action Lion King, and they did the live action Jungle Book, which was fucking awesome. Uh, they did Dumbo. They're doing a live act. Oh, Dumbo was pretty cool. I, I, I liked it. it. It wasn't my favorite for yeah, Tim they're, Burton, they're but it was. Pretty, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different people who are. Going and rebooting a bunch of Disney movies and making live action ver versions. And just like happened when a fucking woman got cast as Captain Marvel or whatever, fucking there's a bunch of people who started losing their shit because the new Ariel is going to be played by a black woman. Wow. And, and like I said, a vocal minority probably went, Meh. and then another vocal minority went, wait, what? It's just a big shit show. Yeah, and then it then it turns, you know, evolves into a joke, and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, so that's a thing that's going on. Oh, so that explains a meme that I saw that I didn't understand. But they... <laughs> it didn't See, have any words gotta... at all. It didn't have any words at all, and I was like, what the fuck does this mean? Now I know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, man. I'm here to yes. inform and entertain. Thank God. Emphasis Jesus. on inform. So yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. There's because the the argument ex, it, it, it itself is so fallacious to have the, the like to have the your freedoming on my freedom argument yeah, yeah. and the don't impinge on my freedom right. argument right. because we're constantly. Impinging on each other's freedom. Yeah, if that's, you, that, that's and, what we do. Yeah, and we're constantly being impinged upon. Yeah. So, like, I used to make this argument. I, I posted this metaphor, this allegory, uh, a couple years ago, and I got very little response because I, I think it, it came across as kind of convoluted to some people. But I'll try it out on you, and you might you might have recognized it when I you might recognize it from when I posted it. But I had this thing. It's like, let's say there's a town hall meeting. And the town hall meeting is there to discuss the giant minefield between the elementary school and the playground. And every day kids are running across the minefield and they're getting fucking blown to bits. And the city council is getting together and they're going, we've got to do something about these landmines blowing up the goddamn kids all the time. And... 
So then they start discussing it and they're talking about what they're going to do. And they're like, they're like, well, uh, we could, uh, let's see, um, we could teach the kids to fear the minefield. We'll teach them not to cross the minefield. We'll keep them away from it. And any kid who's caught going anywhere near the minefield, we'll, we'll, we'll punish them and we'll tell them that they can't go there. And then people are going, well, you can't police our kids and that's the wrong thing to do. And people are going, well, son, there's got to be some sort of law and order and we've got to do this. Well, that's why they got to play children's play. And then the argument keeps going and going and going and going and going and going. And then suddenly this little old lady stands up and she goes, how about we just uh, disassemble the landmines? <laughs> right. You know, if if someone's pushing your buttons, if somebody's impinging on your freedom, if someone is triggering you, if somebody is saying something that really pisses you off, are you, like, just probability-wise, are you going, is it going to be easier to get people to stop pushing the buttons is it going to be easier to shut off the stimulus or is it going to be easier to just disengage the buttons right Turn just decommission the buttons clip the wires man if somebody's always pushing your buttons clip the fucking wires to the buttons man yeah if you don't like captain it's neil turn it off yeah <laughs> if you don't like captain it's neil turn it off if you see something in your feed that like really is vexing you to the point that you're like coming unglued over it man a couple choices there either unfollow turn it off look away or maybe go what is it in this that i'm reading right or seeing or hearing that is triggering something in me because right. you know what stuff that doesn't matter to us doesn't engage us like that yeah. We would not get plugged in about things if they were not part of our internal makeup. If they weren't latent in us in some way. We tend to take that which we disown in ourselves and necessarily project it onto others around us. So it's And I saw this really happen a lot when Trump got elected. Now, sure. I wasn't stoked. You know, I don't fucking like the guy. No big surprise there. I don't think anybody is surprised by it. But one thing that, like, nobody's surprised to hear that. But I was not surprised that he got elected. Nor was I. Because he was, he was the projected manifestation, um, anthropomorphization of American darkness, American ugliness. You know, the things that are in our unconscious that we are denying and we're pointing at other people saying it's them, it's them, it's them. But it's also but so it's something much that like, exists in us. And I'm yeah. talking across all, like from all sides. Yeah. You know, the extreme left do it, the extreme right do it. And right. then there's those of us in the fucking gray area who are just sitting there going, no, fucking hold on a second. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But I think there's enough. There's enough going wrong in the country that somebody like Trump embodied just a completely different take on politics. Well, because not even coming from politics. And they were just like, yep, that's the dude that I want to go in there because nothing else fucking works. Right. Obviously. There were, it didn't, there were a lot of people behind that. Yeah. But there's this, there's this, um, there's this equivalence 
that people have been making where basically if you vote for X, it means that you are Y. Right. You know right. what I mean? It, it's, it's like, like a, it's like a defect of your personality because you voted for right. this person. Right. It, which is really, really the wrongest way to look at it, if you ask me. Something something and I was I was telling you about this. You follow um you follow uh uh Today Explained. Right. Um, they just did a recent two-part episode. I can't remember the name of the woman who who made the documentaries, but it was an interview with this woman who made two documentaries. One in which she interviewed um, like active, prominent white supremacists, the ones that would talk to her anyway. Right. You know, the people that she could get to sit down with her. And then the second episode was about her experience interviewing uh, jihadists like ISIS jihadists and things like that. Like and and not just like people from the Middle East, but people who were like second generation uh uh Muslims from uh the UK or the United States. Like she sat down and talked with a bunch of different people. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about that was the theme the the theme that kept emerging from both documentaries the way she d- explains them one is called um it's called uh white right knowing the enemy or something like that and then the other one was just called the jihad i think is is what it was called anyway she she is a muslim woman of color you know activist in her younger years the type of person who would would throw bottles and throw shit at people that she disagreed with. You know, she grew up in Norway, so there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of uh, neo-fascist and and white supremacist activity going on over there at that time. You know, when she was growing up, so she would go to these protests and engage with these people, right? And she would have her experiences in the Muslim community, you know, the Pakistani community, community and things like that. So she she has experience in both of these kind of worlds being surrounded by these people right gotcha and but she talks about how in both documentaries she sat down with these people and as soon as they were one-on-one away from the rhetoric away from the you know when it was just like focusing on their humanity most of the rhetoric that they talked about melted away not all of it you know they still had some had some vile stuff to say but the main point that she said is she said i expected these to be monsters you know on both sides i expected these people to be monsters but they were just regular dudes who did some monstrous things and many of them had never had experience with the person that they hated right you know, if there was one of the white supremacist guys who hated black people and hated Jews and hated all this, they had not even had experience. The 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 jihadists had had very little experience with people out, little positive experience with people outside of their religion. You know, they had only experienced, you know, the the torment that they had experienced as 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 young people. You know. There was the that was another thing that was common is both sides of them had this like experience of feeling less than and feeling excluded right. and feeling like they didn't belong and like looking for something to belong to. Makes sense. And talked about how in both cases they don't start with the politics and the rhetoric and the things like that. They 
invest hundreds of hours in the recruiters, this is. Mm -hmm. The recruiters for both sides, what they do is they invest hundreds of hours into making these people feel like they belong to something. And then the politics side of it, the, the extremism side of it just kind of gets peppered into it. And I liked it because she... She was the first person from her world of media and the first person I would I would say on the far extreme left who I think came out and said like getting in giant fights and brawls and like assaulting people and screaming at each other and throwing stuff is not the solution. Mm -hmm. Like both of these extremes, their enemy is not the person on the other side of the extreme because they know where they stand. The enemy is the gray. The enemy is all of us, the majority of us, who fall somewhere between the surrounding extremes in the world and believe in pluralism and inclusion and in engaging with people and in having conversations with each other and and experiencing different things and broadening our horizons and considering other points of view and they are against us because we are the only thing standing in the way of complete polarization in creating an us versus them type of state where but these particular hateful groups of people or i should say agents of hateful ideologies because that's really all these people are they're right. human beings with fucking unresourceful software Mm -hmm. that are acting as agents of these fucking ideologies that don't have a pulse, don't have breath in their lungs, don't have brain functioning. It's just an idea that's been passed from one person to another, you know? Right. And I think it's more important now than ever to figure out ways that we can have conversations like that and engage with people like that. And I think a lot of it is by... Learning to destigmatize the dysfunction, our inherent dysfunction. You know, let go of this idea that all people are automatically good. Yeah, like that yeah. we have, that we all have this capacity for evil and malevolence and violence and hatred, that we all have that capacity, but we choose to live in a, a healthy, functioning society for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just honoring that that we that we are able to do that despite the fact that we have all this evil in us and and destigmatizing that that inherent dysfunction in all of us. Yeah. What is it about arguing do you, do you think people love so much? Well, it triggers, sorry to use the word again, but wait, I mean like from like like as as something in a in a electric circuit would trigger one reaction or, or a chemical reaction would trigger one thing after another, you know, a, it, it, it tri triggers something where well, you people are throwing around the term cognitive dissonance a lot. Mm -hmm. If you have an ideology, which is necessarily enmeshed with your community, with your sense of identity, with your, um, with all your relationships like if it's built into the fiber of who you are if you hear something which does not 
which which calls that into question, it causes a reaction in your brain. Like it's a physical reaction. Like you hear it's it's like getting defensive. I have a problem with getting defensive, you know, and I've had to work on it over over the last several years. I, I have a tendency to get hurt very easily when people say stuff and immediately defend myself. And I've been having to work on that to make my fucking relationship work and to, you know, keep my job and keep my relationships with the people I care about. So I've, I've had to work on it. And I've, by calling conscious attention to that defensiveness, I've noticed how many things one can easily just feel like are attacking their identity. Right. That's what I was kind of getting at. Like, I, fe I feel well, like so it that feels good to people to argue oh it does because it's a it's a it's a kind of catharsis yeah because there's know. a lot of powers powerlessness going on there's a there's this idea of just kind of disenfranchisement and i think that it makes them feel better it makes them feel more powerful and like they have a voice when they're able to get on there and say fuck you asshole especially on the internet like people are like i'm right you're wrong and yeah I'll argue nobody's changing this is the mind. hill i'll Nobody, die on yeah nobody's exactly changing it's their like, minds about anything exactly arguing exactly until the and until somebody gets sick of it, you you, know? you rarely see. I mean, every now and then you see you see like a civil conversation between people that disagree. You've been seeing it, a lot more now that people are becoming aware of how the the, the algorithms are working yeah. against them. Well, and you're seeing a lot more in the media about it as well. Right, people you know, are having a conversation yeah. about it. We are having a conversation about it right now that we probably would not have had six months ago. We wouldn't be having this conversation in Russia. <laughs> yeah, you know no. why? Why? Because this show is about fucking freedom. <laughs> See, now they're going to come after us. Now the Russian troll bots are going to come after us and stir shit up. You can tell <laughs> Dude, this show's about freedom. Because you've got your Miller yes. Light can with Look the fucking American the, Oh my God, that is a glorious the, Miller can. Look at the graphic on this. Yeah. Look at oh, that thing, Speaking man. of the American flag, i got to share this with you guys. That is... That is tattoo worthy. Look at the jets coming out of the American. It, it is a beer can with, made out of stars and stripes, and then the stripes turn into the jet chemtrails. Chemtrails. They're chemtrails, is what they are. I'm free to. to hey, I'm free to believe. Those you're not really. You're not really free, man. Those chemtrails are keeping your keeping your freedom hostage. Oh man, if I still did drugs, I would call cocaine chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. That's the first thing I thought of when you said that, just because of that Bloody whole analogy. Yeah, yeah. That's what they look like. Uh, well, well, that's a great melody. Let me go do some chemtrails. <laughs> hey, let's go do some chemtrails. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of the flag, this this podcast got way too serious too quick, so I had to just joke about my beer can. Dude, it's Dude I, I'm so glad that you presented that beer can because that is—I don't know what is more American. Than I, that I beer saw can. it. I, I saw it the other day, the day before Fourth uh, of July. I was drinking these, but then I got some more today on the way here because I thought there was going to be a band here. I was like, "Oh, I'll get some beer." For Dude, that—that that that is a meeting. And then I was like, "Oh yeah," and it just so happens we're talking about freedom. How many yes. meetings do you think went into that bottle? How many man hours do you think went into the research and development of that label? Because a lot. all of the mate, like all the co like, dude, this is something that I love. I I'd like it's to see like, last year's and hear him. We got a topic, okay? It's like and then it turns into planes. It's like when when major companies like specifically brand stuff for holidays and shit, and it's like, dude, they're they're not even trying. They're just like they're like, here you go, blah blah 
blah, American flag bottle. Yeehaw. Like, they, dude. And, and it's the easiest marketing strategy Dude. there is. Well, put the flag on it. But they do it. They go, oh, we got to get our Valentine's Day bottle out. And we got to get our St. Patrick's Day commercial out. And we got to get our fucking our, our, uh, 4th of July cans out. And we got to get our Ramadan cans out. And we got to get our fucking, you know, it, um, and winter is coming. One thing that we saw, by the way, uh, it was last month, but I hope everybody had a safe and happy and fun Pride Month. Yes. Everything that I saw looked super cool, and something that just popped into my head be- just because of the, the cans is, I think it's really cool that we live in a time when when just being LGBTQ is just like super normative, like it's like. It's just a thing that's going on. You're seeing a lot less resistance uh, from from any side, like very little. It, it seems to be receding as far. And I'm not saying we're past hate, and I'm not saying we're past the need for you know the, the, like public awareness and, and praise or anything like that. No, I, I think we should keep doing it forever. But it does seem like it it is receding to a degree. And for those of the, the holdout like homophobes out there, like the, the Tucker Carlson types and the fucking like, like, why don't we get a straight pride month? It's like, dude, it's it's pretty simple. And it's that you never had a point or any of the any no heterosexual has had a time in their life no really straight person has had a time in their life where culturally it was forbidden for them to have sex with the person that they wanted to have sex with or love the person that they happened to love you know what i mean that never went on for straight people it just didn't and you never had it's kind of frowned on for relatives nobody well nobody Nobody has ever come into a bar and started arresting people and cracking heads of course not. because you're there to hook up with people. Uh, unless it was like a long time ago and you like... Well, I mean... And ladies wanted to hook up with black dudes, you know? Yes, that is the, that's what I'm... Okay, so... That's very true. Yeah, no, that that is absolutely true. But not solely for their sexual orientation or the, the 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 type of person that they felt they were born or the way that their sexuality manifests itself or the way that their gender manifests themselves like there there are people in the world who they are exclusively held out for that and are they have been ex- exclusively prosecuted or persecuted and tormented because of that one thing right i would say that heterosexual people in general have not experienced that you know straight whatever you want to call it binary traditional like what we would call traditionally normative like sexual mores have not experienced that secondly i would say that the people who are like crying out for like a straight pride month or like going like why does there have to be a a whole thing why do they got to stick it in my face and blah, blah, blah. anybody who's saying that it's like man you're not excluded. You can join the party. Right. Yeah. Because it's a celebration for all of us. Yeah. It's a celebration for the fact that our country has come a long fucking way. And our relationships with people have come a long fucking way. 
Yeah. And to that point, I also thought it was pretty funny that I was seeing a lot of complaints about the gross commercialization of right. of Pride Month. Oh yeah. And it's like was, yeah, was it's like and year, then you yeah. look then you look at your 4th of July beer bottle and you go 4th of July is a cultural norm. It's something we've kind of all agreed upon. It's something that we kind of all identify with and corporations it's just business to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they see that the tide has turned and all it is is an indicator that that things are are going in the right direction. And so to the people who were like a little curmudgeonly about the gross commercialization of it this year, all I can say is welcome to the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. It's the most normal fucking thing in the world. They make fucking beer commercials of Dude, well, and that's and that's the that's ironic. I mean, it's it's that same argument that like you know, once something becomes you know too commercialized, it's it's sold out or it's not. You know, there's there's not an underground part of that culture anymore. Like you know, it's like it's, oh, there it's will robbed. always it's be like an underground part of every there's culture. A, of course, there is. Yeah. But 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 that's that's how it's kind of seen is just like this commercialization. It's like it's like a sellout moment, you know, mm-hmm. for this movement or whatever, and. I, there's no nuance to that argument at all. You know, it's like it, that—that's not really what it's about right. to me. But and, and I, I don't know. And uh, I saw a Corona billboard that had, you know, five or six limes on it, all of different colors of the rainbow, and it just said "bottoms up" on the bottom. And I was just kind of like, do they know that like gay dudes are laughing about that for a different fucking reason? <laughs> bottoms up, yeah, drink Corona, but it's like. Yeah, that, that means something else in different world. It's an inside joke. I don't know. I'm wondering if they knew. It's an outside joke. No, I, I just, I just think that, like, you know, it in, you know, going back to what we were talking about about impinging on other people's freedom, like getting freedom on people's freedom. It's like, it's like, man, you are not going to beat the progression of things. Right. So you might as well join whenever it is not really doing harm to anyone. Fireworks annoying as shit. Mm-hmm. Keep your fireworks out of my fucking out in front of my goddamn porch. But, you know, that's fucking a, a parade on a public street in a fucking month of giving props to fucking like queer life. Just let it go down, man. Yeah. yeah. Just let it go down. It's fucking not, join not, the party. It's, it's fun as shit. It's hurting you about as much as gay people marrying each other, you know, because God knows that's that's really interrupting the lives of, you know, heterosexuals. Yeah. So I, much. I love that. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love that Patton Oswalt joke where he's like, he's like, if you just came out and said, I don't like gay sex because it dries my vagina up or makes my boner not work. That would be a reasonable argument. But like all the the like all the other reasons behind it about the sanctity of Everybody marriage, wants to or, skate around it. Yeah, yeah, people want to skate around it, man. It's like always want to skate around it. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have more respect for someone that comes right out and tells me it's like you know what, I just don't like what you're doing. Yeah, you know I don't like it. Yeah, it's gross. Or like I don't like the color of your skin. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like well, okay. Yeah, there you go. 
Right. It's all out in the open. Yeah. You right. know? We don't have to be friends. We, no, yeah. we don't have to be we friends. We don't have to be friends. We, we don't, don't have, have to be agree. friends, but we don't right. have to be enemies either. Exactly. You know, it's like, it's like okay, we, we actually started working on this song. It's called We Ain't Gotta Be Friends. And the whole song is just about, like, basically, like, it's very, um, it's a very pragmatic song, which I know is kind of, you know, uh, antithetical to rock and roll of like, you know, just being like, look, I have a pragmatic suggestion here. Like, it, it's usually extreme song. It's usually like, fuck you, or I love you, or, ah, or I hate this, or I Let love Let me this. be clear. Hear me oh. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I want to present to you a very reasonable idea. No, it's, uh, <laughs> but the song, the song is called, uh, we, we Ain't Gotta Be Friends. And the whole song is about like, look, there are so many of us on this planet. We don't have a ton of options. We're a long ways away from being able to go to like Mars and there ain't shit for us there on Mars. Space stations are a ways out. We're fucking stuck here. All seven or eight billion of us. We're all stuck down here. It's true. Now. There's nowhere to go. We do nowhere to go. No one's coming to clean it up. No into one's like we're, go into we're not getting party with the mole people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Crab people. Yeah, we're 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 Just. not we're not getting out of here Just. anytime soon. So it would be in our best interest if we agreed that if we're not going to fucking get along, we can or if we're not going to like each other, we can at least agree not to fuck each other up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like this basic idea of like, we don't have to be friends, but we don't have to be enemies either. There's a whole lot of in between. Right. There's a whole lot of like, you know, it, another thing that was really impressive to me about these, these documentaries and this woman, and, and I'll have to look up her name and, and put an attribution for it, but I, I didn't write it down before. And we just sat down and started doing the episode and it occurred to me. But um, freedom comes off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free. Hey, we're just we're free balling this episode. <laughs> um, what I really liked is oh, I is I was. It's hot the here. value she the value she ascribed to or that she attributed to sitting down one on one, having a conversation, and not reacting to the content of what the person was saying. Because you get this early layer of who a person wants you to think they are at the beginning of a conversation. You start a conversation with someone and you're kind of skimming off all the like upfront facade pleasantries, all the rhetoric, all the stuff that they've made up about themselves. And you don't get to the common humanity until they kind of burn a little bit of that off. And so she commits herself and you listen to her talking to these people and she's not these young men and she's not screaming at them. She's not cutting them off and arguing with them. She's just asking questions. And and it's good journalism. Many of them, you know, not all of them, but many of them actually ended up leaving their respective movements following those conversations because they went, I've never experienced someone like you just treating me like a human being. You know, they're like, I haven't really had this experience. And then, like, it led to other things and led to other things and sure. led to other things. The more we sure. fucking sit there and scream at each other, 
the more we, we, we shout each other out of the room and the more that we subject each other to shame and we try and demonize people and we, we, uh, we participate in recreational uh, pillory, like for the sake of, uh, we had Matt Kobos on here not that long ago and he's like, he's like, but isn't talking shit fun? He's like, isn't it fun to talk shit about stuff? And it's like, yes, it is fun to talk shit about stuff. It is fun to make jokes, but we need to we need to know that there is a certain degree of it which is only done to get a, an outraged, upset reaction out of people. And being aware of that, we have to learn to be a little more measured in our responses to that stuff and take into consideration that what is being said out there is not even one one billionth of the entire contents of that person. Right. You know, right. it's not a one dimensional. It's not a one dimensional thing with on the other side of the screen. It's there. a collectivist ideology that they have that they have signed up for because it carries with it all these other things. I mean, it could be a one dimensional being if it's a bot if it's a russian bot <laughs> that's, that's a one-dimensional that's a one-dimensional that's a zero one-dimensional being i mean i don't know how you engage a bot I, I i guess you would just you know put certain keywords in your tweet or whatever and then it's just like ah i got i got to see you defy science in front of it and then it's like no no got, you're dumb ah. and, then mad. and then you're like you're like oh yeah well you're dumber dumb ah. sign up for my webcam uh, uh, so, so before we take a break, because we should take a break here in a minute. Yes. I wanted to share with you guys an anecdote that is kind of related to the idea of exposing yourself to exposing yourself to people, of immersing yourself in people, immersing, <laughs> immersing your genitals in people, of uh, just immersing yourself in other people you wouldn't normally be with. Uh, be around. Uh, me and Mike and Mike's wife and Trevor and his wife from the Nug Nation, we all got VIP passes to go see Billy Ray Cyrus. And that's a yeah, that that is a that's a deep insertion behind an, an enemy lines there. OK, a few things. I'm going to go a few different places on this, but I'm going to give you my rundown of the whole thing. First of all, it was down in Colorado Springs. Perfect. So I drove down. I took like I took the long way down Parker Road all so through. You let this happen, dude. Th I went. This happened. Okay. So Can't drove drove down. You know, took the long way because it was the middle of the day rush hour traffic. So I took the long way through like Franktown and down Parker Road. And for those who don't know, it's a beautiful part of the state. Just you know, just beautiful. like enjoying nature and just like driving. You know, driving through a hailstorm and a rainstorm. And how free did you feel? I felt good, man. I, it's important. That wasn't and I, the question. And I turned off all good you felt. And I turned off all my notifications and I just put on I just put on the map and a good long podcast and and just just went driving and really enjoyed it. It was nice to not just have the distractions coming up on the phone and to, to just get in some nature for a while. And then I get to uh, the state of Weibel, Weibel blah, 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 field or whatever where the Color, the the switchbacks football club play and i show up and i get a little high and i show up and we get our vip passes eventually and we go into the show and we're hanging out and the opening bands are on 
And first of all, the opening bands at a pop country show are pretty fucking cool. They are like really good songwriters. Yes, their songs are corny, but there were some songs on there where I was like, I was like, man, these guys should like sell these songs to like a pop star. Like I heard one song. I was like, this guy sold this song to Justin Timberlake. It would be a huge, it would be a huge fucking hit, you know, but like really good songwriters, really great performers. And I'm like watching the bands on stage and they're all like, you know, they all got sunglasses and some sort of, in, you know, some sort of interesting accessories. There's the guy in the like polka dot silk shirt with the sunglasses and the big, you know, brown curly hair and and and, you know, skinny jeans and whatnot and his his fucking boots and he's playing and he's grooving out. And then there's the the fucking bass player who's like bald head, big old beard and tons of tattoos and the. And the, 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 the black, you know, skin tight fucking, um, wife beater and, and jeans and boots and he's rocking out and he's like jumping on the ego risers and doing these drops. He was bad as fuck. He looked like Matt Hoffman, our buddy, Matt Hoffman, dude, like exactly like for a minute, I was like, does Matt Hoffman play bass in a pop country band? But they all look like, they all look like, um, kind of like Texas badass rocker dudes. Like there's the guy in the like, the like. The hat, you know, like the flat brim hat. He's got the long beard and the fucking aviator sunglasses and like the band around his arm that's hanging down and the vest and all the tattoos. All right, we know what douchebags. So, like, like, (laughs) no, no, no. They look like they look like Austin, Texas guys. Is what they look like. They look like like the same type of guys that are in L.A. and in L.A. It's all like leather jackets and and looking like heroin addicts and being cool and like looking like the strokes and stuff like that like down in austin everybody looks like they're in zach brown band you know what so i it's mean it's like hipster joe dirt mode yeah 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 like like everybody looking like they're trying to look like uh um waylon jennings band but like with like this like hot girl up front singing songs and da 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 and I'm just like looking up the stage and I go over to Mike and I go, man, there's a bar in fucking Austin, Texas that is missing its entire bar staff tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, how many other bands do you think these guys are in? Just kind of looking at it, and I'm like, these are like, dude, I guarantee every one of those dudes is in four or five other bands. Oh sure. And their main project is some like hardcore band or metal band or some like said their own stuff you know what i mean and they just like man i you know i gotta pay the bill somehow and they they go so they go out with these like pop country stars who were fucking awesome by the way they were very cool i wish i could remember johnny mcguire is the one guy's name i can remember and then the the opener god i can't remember her last name was done christy dunn or something like that like she's yeah she was pretty badass anyway all right so like they get done breaking down and i'm just waiting for that bass dude because I'm just like that dude is fucking badass. I want to I want to give a shout out to one guy in this band. I'm not going to be the dude who, get, who like yells at every person in this band, but I'm going to yell at this one dude. And I'm waiting for him and watching him unload his stuff, and I don't want to bother him. And you know, and then he walks by and I go, "Hey, bass man!" And he looks at me and I go, "You fucking rip!" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, thanks, man. Right on." <laughs> Made his day, you know. So it wasn't Matt Hoffman. No, it wasn't Matt Hoffman. He wasn't like, oh, we should go blow it was, some stuff up. It was a super friendly dude, right? Okay. And uh, and then the Johnny McGuire guy goes on, and he's doing his set, and, 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 you know, it's fun and whatnot. And we have had a poster printed up for Billy Ray Cyrus. 
from the from the video that we did, right? Trevor worked, you know, I've seen him in here every day working on it. This fucking badass uh, movie poster. I think you might have saw it out in the front, but yeah, yeah. We had this big ass movie poster that we made for Billy Ray Cyrus. Had it framed, brought it in with us. We're hanging out, and uh, there's some. It, first, let me tell you about some of the interesting people that were there in the crowd. There was the super drunk, uh, high five and woo girl, <laughs> who you could tell had been drunk all weekend. Was wearing sunglasses despite the despite the fact that the sun had not been like it was a cloudy day. You know there was a storm rolling in. They, they did wearing sunglasses. Her hair is all fucking greasy and fucked up. Like you can tell she's been partying for a few days. She's like Fourth of July weekend, bitches. We're gonna go see Billy Ray Cyrus. We're gonna go have a party. We're gonna barbecue. We're gonna see Mama and Daddy. We're fucking having fun. Woo! And she's wearing just a friend's shirt, like. Like Friends, the television show, mm. and she's she's I she's like, fuck yeah, friends. But you meant like it was like too big or too big. yeah yeah. I was no, just no, like, no, oh, no, no, she, no, no, no. She threw up friend. on her shirt. No, the television. Really, really a nice friend. She's too. wearing just a fan of Ross and the gang. <laughs> she's just a fan of Ross and the gang. <laughs> oh, that and is the truth hilarious. Is she probably just got the shirt for free at like some event at the mall or something. Sure. It's like. It's like, oh, fucking uh, Phoebe from Friends is going to be at the food court and she's going to be, you know, signing stuff and giving it away and they're going to throw out a bunch of Friends t-shirts. Lisa you know? Kudrow is going to be signing sushi Lisa. down at the food court. <laughs> at the food court. That, that, I don't think they have sushi in the food court of the place this lady was from. <laughs> what you talking gonna about? Be, Chandler's going to be doing lines of chemtrails in the bathroom. What you talking about? I'm cultured. Oh, I've always wanted to do, do coke with Chandler. We got the we got them California rolls at the Piggly Wiggly I go to now. You need to shut your mouth, Mr. Man. Don't be stereotyping me. Anyway, she's drunk, and she's just going around high-fiving everybody. First of all, I was kind of surprised by how small the crowd was, considering that, like, Billy Ray Cyrus has the most... Com- like the the he's got some cloud he's got some heat dude old right town road. old town road is the number three too. song of all time yeah can you fucking believe that I, all I, time I yeah, can all time. actually and I'm and I'm surprised I hear it often enough that and, that seems to be and the I'm case. I'm surprised that the crowd was like it was like the stage I mean it was a big enough stage it was probably about the size of the stage that we played at like the first parlay we did. Okay. You know, yeah. or I mean, a little taller, a little bigger. You know, obviously nicer stuff because they had the, the country money. Right. But it was like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. It was like right up against the track. So, like, if you think of a, a if you think of a field and you think of where the bleachers are, and then you think of the space between the bleachers and like the main field. That's where the stage was. And then the crowd was mostly in the bleachers. So it couldn't have been more than like a thousand people, 1,500 people. Okay. For a guy who has the number three song of all time. Like, I thought that that was a little strange. Anyway. Um, yeah. So this. Did they do that song? So, so it's. So there's not a lot of people. I, I'll get to it. Okay. There's not a lot of people, right? So it's early on in the show. Sun's still out. This lady is drunk, and she's just going around the little front section and high-fiving everybody. She's got both hands out, and she's just going, Woo! 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 Fuck yeah! Billy Ray Cyrus! 
and there's a lady standing in front of her who has like the Billy Ray Cyrus fan club reunion 95 like shirt on that's like signed by everybody in the band and shit like that and it's all like shredded up and stuff and you know she was like the fan club fan club like when Eggy Breaky Heart first came out yeah you know what I'm talking about Jack um so yeah, this lady's going around the pit, and she's and she's high fiving. Yeah, backstage booking set your pants on fire. <laughs> Don't tell my wife, my legally married wife. <laughs> Wait, did you say the pit? Uh, she's in the pit. She's going around the pit, throwing her hands up and high fiving people, right? And she gets me. She gets you know a couple other people. Um, and uh, she uh. She comes around to this one girl who's standing on the side and goes to high five her and smacks her right in the face. And I turn around as I hear like the cheering kind of go, oh, and I turn around, like I hear the slap and then I hear the, oh, did you hear when something goes wrong in the crowd? And I turn around and the drunk lady's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry about it. I didn't mean to do that. And the, the one girl's just sitting there. She's super red in the face and she goes, it's fine. Just get out of my face. <laughs> Blue girl fucking walks up. Nothing happens. So th this is like the people that I'm experiencing so far. That was just like a step-off situation. Yeah, yeah. Step-off. Um, right. But like, you know, there's there's a bunch of really nice people there just having a good time. And it's 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 pretty cool and whatnot. The bands are pretty good. And 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 uh, this storm. I did at one point see Billy walk all the way from the other side of the field, across the field. And he was wearing a button-up American flag shirt. Perfect. And a cowboy hat. He was walking across and he was going to like the little like pre-staging area to get to get ready for the show. Like we saw him walk backstage. Then there's just these jet black clouds, jet black clouds. And they're like twisting and you're seeing like, like perfectly blue sky right next to just jet black clouds. And at one point I like look up and I'm like, oh, the storm disappeared. And I go, oh, no, the storm didn't disappear. It's just obscured by the stage because it's directly behind it. So this fucking cloud comes rolling over and it's just wind is blowing and fucking and it starts raining. It starts hailing. The uh, Johnny McGuire finishes his set. They go, folks, safety is our first concern. We are going to ask you to go to your cars and wait in the car until the storm passes and then we'll bring Billy on and blah, 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 blah. So they send us all out to our cars. On my way out to the car, by the way, I saw an old man walking with a cane who was wearing a bright pink shirt with bright red lettering that was an iron cross that just said, I am not ashamed. And he's standing there with his grandkids walking on his cane with like the little tennis balls on the bottom, just like, fuck yeah, man. Just that's just as a side note. This is a person that exists that I saw out in the world. I also he's not ashamed. I also I we also had to help a guy take his pants off. Oh wow! There was uh, there was this couple that was there that was kind of like going back and forth and like drunk arguing the whole time. Just like the dude would walk off and then the girl would be like, "Come back here, please." Come stand with me, please. No, no, I'm not going to go stand with you. I'm not going to go stand. Come on, please, please. You know, this whole thing going on. And then the guy comes up to us and he goes, hey, man, can you help me out real quick? We're like, what's going on? By the way, this is the only black guy at the entire show. The single only black guy at the entire show. Just like, yeah. Anyway, he comes up and he goes, 
Can I lean on you while I take my pants off? And we're like, okay. So we hold up the poster that we got for Billy Ray Cyrus to act as a barrier so that this guy has a little bit of privacy. And this guy puts his hand on Mikey's shoulder and he's like, my girlfriend's cold. She's wearing short shorts. I've got basketball shorts on under this. So I'm going to take off my pants and give them to her so that she can keep warm. Uh, there's the much needed explanation. And so then he's a big wife. So he's say, so, so he's taken off his pants and the whole time he's like, she fucking, I didn't tell her to dress like that, man. Why she's coming up? I mean, we checked the weather. I knew it was going to be like that. I wore a little bit, you know, just like, what is she even doing? I, I, explaining himself. So the, anyway, those are a couple of the people that I experienced at the show. So they send us out to their car and they're like, keep checking the Facebook page for the event for updates about the weather situation and what's going on. And just people in their cars with like the worst cell service of all time. Like, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere, Colorado Springs, like at a soccer field. So there's like no service. And the couple times you do get it to load up, it's just angry Billy Ray Cyrus fans. Just like any update yet? Storm doesn't look like it's going to happen. We going to get a refund or what? Just people getting mad. So we go up to the gas station. We get snacks. We're sitting in the car. Just mad at the sky. Me and, me and Mike <laughs> now just shaking their fist at the sky. So just me and me and Mike and his wife are sitting in the truck and we're just we're talking about our kids and we're talking about their experience and really just having a nice chat, getting to know each other, conversation that might not have otherwise happened. You were, you were occupied. Yeah. We were, we're hanging out in Mike's truck, eating snacks and getting to know each other, trying to get our phones to load every so often so we can see, you know, just <laughs> angry. Refund, please. Just like. <laughs> so finally, they call off the show. And people, or, or no, before they call off the show, every so often you'd hear people start honking. You'd hear, you'd hear people honking for updates. Of course. They're just like, bam, 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 bam. And then finally, honking by the... Honking for updates is our next album title. Yeah, honking for updates. And as you can imagine, Billy Ray Cyrus is probably in his bus right now. Billy Ray Cyrus is in his bus right now. Honking for updates. Honking for updates. Um, that, <laughs> so, so everyone, so, so you can imagine Billy Ray Cyrus is on his bus and he just hears like this faint, like, yeah, and then it builds and builds and builds. And then they call off the show and everybody's just going, people are like going up to the fences and like going, let's see if we can sneak in and go meet him. Let's go see if we can go buy some merch. Let's see if we can go do this. Da, 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 da. Just trying to run up, just like doing crazy concert people stuff people are getting all pissed demanding refunds people are pulling out the lady next to me is like we've got our door open and and she's like can you believe this bullshit she's like this is my daughter's first concert we were gonna bring them they say it's not safe for billy ray to perform can you believe that bullshit you're like, oh, actually, and I'm man. like, yeah, it's it's crazy, She's right? Be a serial killer. She goes, she goes. They just posted a new update that says they're gonna put. They're not. The show is canceled, but the fireworks are still going on. So Billy Ray can't perform, but they're still gonna do fireworks. How does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> and I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> just you know. So we go. So people start clearing out. And Mikey starts texting with Billy Ray Cyrus's. <laughs> you know what I would have said? What? 
I'm calling my congressman right now. I'm going to write a letter to my congressman. I'm going to give your stupid-ass soccer team the meanest Yelp review you've ever seen. I'm going to sue this place. I'll never go to one of your stupid-ass soccer games again. That's why I hate Colorado Springs. I hate going to the big city, goddammit. And your corn dogs suck. <laughs> Dear sir, I demand a full refund. I haven't closed in this envelope. My my fan club reunion shirt, or I will no longer be needing it. To whom it may concern, Mr. Hickeloper. <laughs> Dear Mr. Hickeloper. Dear Mr. Jack and Looper. So we let the crowd clear out a little bit. We sent a text message to Billy Ray's handler, who we've been brokering this whole thing with. By the way, I still have the laminate. Like, I got the laminate whether I got to see him live or not. Oh, right on. Yeah. So, we go around back and we're like, hey, we got this gift. We were hoping that we could give it to you and give to him. And we're hoping maybe they'll, like, let us meet him. And so, we pull around to where the buses are parked. People are pulling out. And they're all pissed. It was really funny. <laughs> but security's super helpful and friendly. And they're all like, all right, folks, just, you know, stay out of the street so you don't get hit. And I'll be looking out for you and blah, blah, blah. We meet his guitar player slash manager, super nice guy. We meet his uh, personal assistant and handler, a super sweet lady. They're blown away by the poster. They think it's amazing. They're asking us all these questions about how we made the video. It's super nice. They're just like, wow, man, that shit's amazing. It's so cool, man. Yeah, Billy's not going to be able to make it over. He's dealing with all this stuff. We're real sorry about the show, but we'll make sure he gets it and and blah, blah, blah. And and so then we go to the truck and we're sitting there and I immediately start making jokes. I'm like, you know, he's just got like a pile of stuff like this. It, it, like, yeah. just like he like re-gifts it to people at the holidays. And he's like, oh, this is something that somebody gave me a long time ago. I don't know. He's going to go to the Marriott. He's going to be like. This is a limited edition poster that I'm going to sign for you because you did such a good job cleaning my room. <laughs> I want you to have it. Yeah. For free. Yeah. I'm going to give this to you for free. So he didn't play Old Town Road. He didn't play anything. <laughs> he, he, he didn't play anything. It turns out he did not He didn't play, play a single note. He did not play shit. And, and dude, wow. so I... The, the cowboy guy wasn't there. I was legitimately disappointed. <laughs> I was looking forward. I was looking forward to seeing it, man. You know, because, like, I don't know, like, like Billy Ray Cyrus or not, I mean, which, I mean, I was around when Achy Breaky Heart fucking annihilated. Well, it's an opportunity. It's brains. an opportunity to see a show yeah, that you wouldn't ordinarily man. see, man. He's, he is a cultural artifact at the very least. Yeah. And I was around a lot of interesting people that I would not have otherwise been around. And yeah, I, that's, I bet it was fun. true. Like, it was some, some of the best concerts I've ever been to, where the band was shit. Or I'm, going to like I'm not saying Billy Ray Cyrus is shit. I'm just saying like it's not. It, it wasn't something. Huge it was out of your comfort zone a little bit, right? But going to Monster Jam, I feel, is like where we all come together. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like people, no matter who you vote for, um, man, trucks smashing each other up—that's pretty badass, man. Hell pretty wow. cool. It's badass, and it's ironic to go. So come on, let's all go to a monster truck Why rally not? together. Why not? Let's all go to a Billy Ray Cyrus show. Let's all go to a monster truck rally. And let's all go take a break and get some water and air this goddamn room out. It's the Freedom episode on the motherfucking podcast when we come back. More Freedom. 
And you're free to stay tuned in. Do something free. Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might as well. It's a free fucking podcast. It's a free download. It's a free download. That's right. This is the freest download you'll ever download. In your pants. All right. Take a break. We're back from the break, and we are joined by my good friend and our bandmate. <laughs> Dude, this isn't going to read on the podcast. Well, this is going to yeah. read perfectly. It'll yeah, read on I video. Don't know, I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but Tony, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird up there. Tony is playing with the filters. Joined by Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is just playing with the filters on, on Facebook fucking calls on Facebook portal. So if you randomly hear me. Laugh about something stupid. That's Dude, you're gonna make us laugh at like the wrong time. We're yeah. gonna be like, and the tragedy in Syria today. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Turtle. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> Tony, how you doing, buddy? I'm feeling good, man. Yeah, did you have a good Fourth of July? I'm on fire. I'm on fire, man. Okay. You're on fire. What are you on fire about specifically? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got to do. He's a lizard, dude. What we can do He's is we. Lizard. What we can do is we can do descriptive text. Have you seen descriptive text before? It's like oh, right. like for like blind people can watch movies, or like visually impaired people can watch movies, or old people who just don't want to put their glasses on. Like Tony Lee turns can watch into movies face. where it does a scene and then it pauses the scene. And then a voice comes on and describes the action in the scene. Tony Lee is sitting in an empty room. His face turns into a lizard. He <laughs> breathes fire. <laughs> Thank you, Gordo, very much. So Gordo is going to be providing a non-optional, in fact, mandatory uh, descriptive descriptive text. Brief skull face moment and vaping. <laughs> <laughs> Return to skull face moment. Vaping skull face. <laughs> That's my next album. <laughs> Skullface, man. Skull smoking. Skullface, <laughs> skull skull smoking pot. Uh, so, Tony. Perfect. Tony, we've obviously... We're going to have a ton of... We're going to have a ton of latency since we've got you on Facebook portal. So, what I really wanted to hear is I wanted to hear what your uh, what your 4th of July was like. We miss you, by the way. I miss you, too, guys. We yeah. all miss you very much. Yeah, it's a that's a nicer room than the room I'm sitting in right now. The microphones are much better. Dude, we had we had Matt and Jim on the show. The microphones are so much better that you are using it to record on a computer that I am saying through my phone. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's how much nicer. We're using a badass condenser mic to record the the shitty audio off the Facebook board. It'll I, be the highest fidelity shitty audio you'll ever Actually, hear. it's pretty it's good. It's better good. than the phone. Yeah. Shout out to fucking Gene Skibbins. Thank you, John, for getting this for us so we can communicate. This is like making our practices happen every week. This Facebook portal thing's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So we miss you. Um, we've been talking. We've been talking a little bit about the different things that that we did for the Fourth of July. We're going to talk about them some more. Finish out the episode, but I really wanted to hear what the Chicago experience was and what your experience was and how you're adjusting to being back home because you've been home about a month, right? About a month. Yeah. So give give 
It's been good. It's uh, we did uh, we did the barbecue here at our house, and we had I don't know 15, 20 people over, a lot of friends and family, and cooked up some flank steak and Lord made mashed potatoes and pulled pork. It was it was awesome. We hung out in the backyard and played a lot of music, and then uh, the guy who owns the building he blows up all the shit ton of fireworks at the park. It's like next door to us, so we all just like went out in the front. The, the front yard and watch fireworks. Oh yeah, there's a park it's, right by your house, right? It's I live like a house away from the from this big ass park. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's like awesome. an updated Norman Rockwell painting, dude. Seriously, just like <laughs> Chicago kids on stoop watching fireworks in the park. <laughs> there you go. In the yeah, park. Yeah. How how free did you feel? How what was the level of freedom? Um, I, I, could, I don't know. <laughs> it was just. It was. It was a. Uh, I did wear an American flag bandana and Ted Nugent t-shirt. There you go. That's that's. I think that's probably that's a pretty, level eleven. That's pretty cranked up. Yeah, that's pretty cranked up. That's like. That's like the uh, wardrobe equivalent of a bomb pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But you know that's a. Uh, a lot of fucked up shit going on in the world and in the country, so a lot of thinking about that while I was barbecuing. But uh, as far as immediately around me, it was, it was pretty damn good. Yeah. It was actually probably uh, a pretty good respite from from all the shit that is going on in the world, huh? To just be able to like hang out with your family and just sit in the park and drink beers and watch stuff blow up. Yeah, actually, I set up this room so that Desi could play video games so he could be away from the adults and, like, the kids can swear at each other and play, like, violent video games. <laughs> the kids could swear at each other. Dude, his, <laughs> dude, he's at that age where, where he needs a place to go swear with other kids close to his age out of earshot of fucking adults, man. But, yeah, you need to experiment with... With, with giving them freedom. You, yeah, you need to experiment with freedom as much as... As freely as possible, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be both. You've got you've to gotta have standards, but you've also got to, you know, have freedom. It's, a, it's, it's like yeah. driving with a clutch. Freedom yeah. of profanity. Yeah. Yeah. I also just, uh... I just got the he's, he's been playing my Zelda game. Which one? And so, like, the, the newest one. So, you know, no, nobody's going to get that kid's attention for at least a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> Righteous. You're the cool, you're the cool uncle, man. <laughs> I'm the old, or no, I'm not the old Well, dude, I was, uh, we, we, speaking of, spe- <laughs> Elvis. Black and white sunglasses, Elvis haircut. Pompadour. That's what they're called. There you go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I say Elvis haircut, damn it. I told you I wanted the Elvis haircut. What is this? So, man, Elvis Danzig. Everybody, everybody wants to know how have things been since you and Laura got home. How's it been? You're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's landed steady, and it's just like the exact place we wanted to be, and it's 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 been rad. I'm really I'm. I'm really grateful. I've been really grateful that you've been showing up for the the practice sessions. In fact, I'm grateful to all you guys for showing up to the practice sessions, even though they've been 
really start and go for the last fucking however many weeks. We're running on like, what, this is like week five or four or five of like trying to get that stuff dialed in. And we, what, what were we saying we should call our next album, Tony? Marginal Gains? Marginal, <laughs> Marginal Gains. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, in, in response to the, um, oh, dude, no, just Marginal Gain and like a gain uh, knock. You know? You know what I mean? Just like, go. turn it up. But just turn it up a little bit. There Let's not be ridiculous go. here. It won't even sound good if you... It should be a turtle and you say bolt in the foot race. And it just says marginal gains on <laughs> That's an even better idea than decibel. Which is one decibel. Yeah, one decibel. Very low volume. Hi, we're one decibel. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta play... See, I like I like marginal gains because it's like you're gonna put a little gain in. You want to give it a little bit of that, you know, edge. But let's not be ridiculous. We're not gonna turn that thing up as high as it can go. It won't even sound good. What the fuck is that even? What what is that? Somebody somebody describe. Uh, large glasses, blingy hat, blingy go. backwards there, hat. There you go. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Caricature of a uh, urban look. Urban contemporary. Urban contemporary. Adult. I like adult. Adult contemporary always sounded very forbidden to me when I was a kid. Oh, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like. Yeah. It's like <laughs> speaking of adult contemporary. Bring those men. Bring those men. Unhand me, sir. It's very weird with the like. <laughs> I'm a guest of the hotel. The little, the little bow tie smith. It's weird with the new headphones. It's like oldie timey hat monocle mustache. And then sepia tone fresh ass beats. Sepia tone filter. Say, my boy, do you like nacho cheese? <laughs> Are you going to the World's Fair this year? <laughs> Dude, this is going to be the worst part of the podcast. I know. Everybody, We're going to be like, listen, listen. To this, listen. Like, what okay. the fuck is going on here? Somewhere around the second hour, they just began laughing at funny faces Tony was making on the screen. And didn't make a lick of sense. But hey, they were free to say whatever they wanted on their podcast, weren't they? <laughs> Freedom. So, do you feel, Tony? Do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're thriving? Do you feel like you've got a good life-work balance and a good balance with us back here? Like, are you are you optimistic? Like, what are you what are you feeling about going forward? It's good. So so far so good. I mean, fucking fly out this Friday. Yeah. What are we doing this Friday, Tony? I hope we're still playing with Blue Oyster Cult. Fuck yeah, we're still playing with Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, in fact, that's a good time to probably get into some of the updates and then maybe thank Uh-oh. our sponsors. Tony, Tony, why don't you uh, give our show... I want to hear you do it. I want to hear you guys muddle your way through the shows. What shows do we have coming up? <laughs> yeah, we're fucking... <laughs> muddle, muddle our ways? Uh, like one... The Lost Lake one, the Blue Oyster Cult show, the uh, Winter Pueblo. In no particular order. The daytime one, and I think I'm missing one. All right, so. So it, 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 it show. July 13th, Saturday, July 13th, we're going to be playing the, uh, what is it? Back, back County, back Black Valley, Red River Valley. What's the name of the fucking event? It's oh, it's a, who's muddling through shit. Oh no 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 no! It's the um, Blake Weld Blake Weld Blake Sheldon the Blake Sheldon concert. We're opening for Blake Sheldon. <laughs> Grand Valley Biker Rally. Oh, the Grand Valley Biker Rally 
is going to finish up at the amphitheater <laughs> at Las Colonias Park in Grand Junction. Oh, I missed it. Do it again. Come on. I know we're just... Oh, oh, Tony! Moon you're man. drifting away from the ship! Moon okay. man, Tony. Oh, you're not a spaceman! You're a pigeon! I gotta stop doing that. All right, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be playing with the legendary blue oyster cult. Unless they hear this or see this, now, they're gonna be like, no, no, dude. <laughs> and there's on. nothing that is more symbolic of freedom than a fucking biker rally through Glenwood Canyon, ending up at a goddamn blue oyster cult motherfucking ruckus show. Hell yeah, man. There's gonna be a lot of choppers, a lot of a lot of motorbikes. There's a lot of old ladies. There's like like my old lady. Not yeah, like, yeah, like not like oh, that's my old lady. Yeah, not like geriatric women. Dude, we're well, so maybe, oh, who knows? We're so stoked about oh. it. Hopefully, right? Yeah. It's gonna be such a cool show. We're super stoked about it. It's an honor and we're super grateful to be on the show. Uh, man. Come see that one if you're going to be around Grand Junction and you want to, or even if you don't want to ride, just come and hang out. I don't, we're gonna party. I don't even think this is going to be out by the time we play with it. It might. It might not. It uh, might. But if it's not, uh, man, oh, it was so good. Dude, it was amazing. No, we'll be we'll be sending lots of stuff about it. Uh, let's see. Then July 26th, Denver, Colorado, Lost Lake Lounge. We're going to be celebrating the premiere. It's a double release party. First, the premiere of uh, Chapter 2, the motion comic, in our comic series, The Front Lines of Good Times. It's fucking awesome. It's illustrated by Jake Fairley from Hail Satan. They're going to be playing the show. Uh, we're going to be playing the show. I wrote it. It's a fun book. And uh, we're going to have the Diffusers, which is Mike Mulligan from fucking Larimer Lounge's band. And he's his band is fucking awesome. No Karate in the Pit. I'm looking forward to that show. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to blow up. I, I think it's going to blow up, too. The, the anticipation is high. Yeah. I'm I, anticipating it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. People are people are stoked about it. It's going to be good. Um, also playing Ceasefire. Street Punk up-and-comers Ceasefire are going to be on the show. That's going to be a fucking cool gig. Come and see us. I know UMS is going on that same weekend. And all I can say is escape. Escape to Colfax. I, I think it might sell out. So if you're thinking about going, you should get tickets ahead of time. Because I think it's going to sell out. When go, you are tired of 20-somethings getting shit their pants drunk and are ready to go somewhere else, escape. Escape to Colfax and come to the Lost Lake Lounge. A refreshing place. <laughs> Step into refreshment. Escape to majesty. Yeah, join us at Lost Lake on July 26th. It's going to be badass. They don't know where the Lost Lake is. Oh, it's on it's on Col Lake Lounge. Yeah, I don't expect anyone's going to make it because they won't even be able to find the place. Maybe they should start holding their shows at fucking Obvious Lake. We'll be at the obvious oh, lake lounge. The easy we'll be, to get to lake. We'll be at the opaque lake lounge. Lake Wobegon Lounge. The everyone knows where it's at. Lake. The the the, the lake with the the well lit, easily discoverable lake. 
Lounge on Colfax. Right. July 27th, we're doing a double header. During the day, we're going to be playing at the Maggie's Farm Festival in Pueblo, Colorado, at the old Pinion Truck Stop. And by the way, I've heard it called by multiple people, Old Pinion Truck Stop. You guys just don't know because you're a Chicagoan and a fucking Kansan and a not-pay-attention guy. <laughs> <laughs> Way to call it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, cut us to Hey, man, floor. I told you. Trigger warning at the beginning of the episode. At least I'm free. Yeah, at least I'm free. At least I speak my mind. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> I like how you guys got like geographical locations and just don't pay attention. <laughs> you're just a guy that doesn't pay attention. Just a guy that's like, what? Okay, okay. We're going to be playing at the Maggie's Farm Festival, uh, brought to you by Maggie's Farm Marijuana. Dude, we're playing a fucking public free cannabis festival with Reno Divorce, Last Rhino, uh, fucking Atomic Drifters. Man. It's going to be a badass gig, dude. And there's going to be weed booths. I don't know if they'll actually be selling stuff, but there's like a 21 and up cannabis pavilion where people can go hang out. There's going to be a pinup contest, car show, all sorts of stuff. Come check it out. Then that night, we're driving over the mountain to Victor, Colorado, the historic mining community of Victor, Colorado, where we're going to be playing at one brothel and staying at another brothel. Basically, brothel tour. There, there's two old brothels in. Actually, I'm pretty sure all the buildings in Victor, Colorado, used to be brothels because it was just like a mining town. You know what I mean? So it's like right. this was a brothel in 1860 before it burned down, and then the next brothel Same opened up in Salida, 18, yeah. Salida, you know, they have a big brothel down there. Dude, uh, in Ketchikan, Alaska, they had a whole section of town that was like the preserved red light district, and it was all like. Houses on stilts over a, like, chasm and river. It was fucking crazy, dude. Look up pictures if, if you can. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, we're not playing in Ketchikan, Alaska. <laughs> we are going to Victor, Colorado. We'll be staying at the Black Monarch Hotel, which is a theme boutique hotel and about to be a venue and a bunch of other stuff. And we'll be playing at the Fortune Club across the street, along with uh, Tony... And hopefully his wife, Laura, right, in their uh, Project Love Knife material, which is fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Fun little doubleheader. Then, August 17th, during the day, we're going to be playing New Worst Fest in Fort Collins at Music City Hot Chicken. Tons of great bands on that. More information. Yeah. And then, later that night, we are playing with Hank Von Hell. Finally, it's going to happen. This is this is it. This is gonna this, happen. This is the postponed show. Many of you will remember that Hank's show was canceled last time due to uh, visa, due to freedom. He wasn't free to come into the country because his visa was expired, or so we're told. Not free. Not free. Apparently, freedom isn't free. No <laughs> yeah, I think that's what happened. He's like, oh, I was supposed to buy the plane tickets. Oh man. Uh, tell him Trump did it. <laughs> but I know Steve-O. Yeah. Come on. I was in the famous band. I was in the Turbo Negro. That's not how he talks at all. No. Bad, no. Not even bad a accents. Bit. That was just a, like, a general European accent, and I apologize for it. I just generalized Europeans. I'm sorry for that, Europeans. 
So we all do kind of sound like that a little bit. It's okay. They're, uh, not, they're not as free as we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, yeah, and then that's it. That's all the shows. Quick shout out to our sponsors. First of all, uh, the film The Ring in theaters now, <laughs> everywhere. Ah! Ah! Tony looking like Ring Girl. There you go. Yeah. Description. Uh, first of all, our most venerable, nay, venereal sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Matula! Matula! <laughs> That's the Scary best. Matula guy. <laughs> Mabula plumbing. Really scary Mabula. Actually, dude, I had a, I had. Magula. <laughs> dude, I had a music video idea. I had a music video idea. We should do okay. So since we're gonna be staying and playing in these like old fucking brothels that like are all like fancy schmancy looking boutique hotel rooms, we should make a music video. And the music video should just be all of us are like fancy schmancy people having fun at a party. And then one of us is just a ghost. Like one of us dresses up like a ghost. But obviously we can't see the ghost because it's a ghost. But the ghost is behaving more like an awkward person at a party. And he's just kind of like walking up like with a drink in his hand to like people who are standing around at a party drinking. And as soon as he walks up and like motions like he's going to say something, everybody scatters and moves away. You know, shit like that. Where he's a ghost, but he's not like a ghost that scares people. He's just a ghost that people don't notice. I think that would be a really fun music video. Anyway, Scary Matula, Matula Plumbing, Angie's List, Super Service Award winner back in 2011, the only year that mattered. Master of Poopers himself. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is his number one priority. Your shit is his bread and butter. Matula Plumbing, Des Plaines, Illinois. Tell Jerry Matula, the boys sent you. Yeah, that's right. Evergrew Studio in beautiful Evergreen, Colorado, settled up there in the Black or Shadow Mountain region. I can't remember which one is which. But it is a state-of-the-art, super badass, incredibly awesome, uh, really busy studio. Like Ma- Mastering Granny Dude. this week. Oh, Mastering Granny this week? Master of Granny. You picked a good person to master your record, dude. Uh, Actually, you picked a good team to master. Because it's not only Brad Smalling, who's the fucking mastermind behind the whole thing. And of course, fucking Jenny Smalling, the fucking real mastermind behind the mastermind. But it's also his, his super badass crew of people who man the helm there. And do all the work that he doesn't have time to do. Anyway... Uh, Brad Smalling, Ethan, Ethan, all those dudes. He only employs people named Ethan. I was going to say, yeah. there's two Ethans. So if you yeah, need a job, that's really No, there's Skyler, there's the Ethans, there's Alex, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's Sam, there's a bunch of fucking kick-ass people there running stuff. And solar-powered, did I mention solar-powered? Evergrew Studio, go see him about your next project. Tell him we sent you. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal studio of motherfucking Ruckus, and every other band that ever there was, fully equipped, furnished, air-conditioned, climate-controlled, uh, comfortable, clean, um, just nice rehearsal studios by the hour. Rocket Space, you ain't gotta carry shit, man. Nothing. Just show up, make some noise, and then go home. 
You could just go, if you want to go into a room and just yell for an hour, it'll cost you like 20 bucks. Who couldn't use a room to go yell in on a microphone for 20 bucks? Go do it. That's for the big room, too. That's freedom. That's freedom right there. Or you can pay me 20 bucks and you can just scream in my face. Currently. Oh, yeah. One yeah, hour. scream at me. I'll pay you to scream at me. I'll pay you $100 to scream at me while you pee on my foot. <laughs> and stomp on my nuggets. Yes. <laughs> Touch my butt and yell at me. <laughs> Call me poop machine. Anyway. That's what my wife calls me. Call me Mr. Poop Machine. Call me Mr. Poopy Butt. Anyway, uh, tell Kate the boy sent you. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, Flipside Music in Flipside, Colorado. Down on Flipside Boulevard. Off Flipside and Flipside. Everything you want. Nothing that you don't want because everything there is something that you want because all their stuff is cool shit that you would want. And it ain't free. And they got paid. And it, and it ain't free. But Ike is free to engage in free enterprise and freely move his uh, his inventory, his vast inventory of quality music products. Like amps and guitars and pedals and everything else. You're free to go there if you'd like. In fact, we recommend it. But we won't force you to go. That's freedom. But you should really check it out. I mean, you got nothing to lose. That's all I'll say on it. Okay. But you should check it out. If you want. No pressure. Check it out. Tell them the boys sent you. Tell them the boys sent you when you get there. That presumes that you're going to go. Tell them the boys sent you. Uh, let's see. Who else? Who else? Who else? Oh, uh, Mutiny Information Cafe. Man, have you listened to the episode with Matt and, and Jim yet? I have not caught up. Dude. I have not either. It's a, it was a fun episode, man. I got to learn a lot about those guys, and uh, they've got a great fucking story, man. I love bringing up people on here and, and learning their stories, man. <laughs> Tony, dancing pineapple, green hands, purple <laughs> pants, <Christ>. big... <laughs> We're not going to be able to get through anything. <laughs> We're not going to be able to get through everything. This is going to be our worst episode. This is going to be our worst episode, and people are just... People are going to be like, you know, some people have too much freedom. Just because... <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny when he closes his eyes. Thanks, thanks, Muscle Beach. Thanks for being here. <laughs> oh, Muscle Beach, we missed you guys. Oh, that was funny. Beauty Information Cafe, books, records, comics, pinball machines... Live events, the largest selection of Torino syrups ever. Go take yourself a tour, Eno, if you get the chance. Try to drink them all. Not all at once. Take your time. They'll give you more reasons to go in and see their large selection of books. Taste their coffee. Experts. They're coffee experts. Did you know that shit? You're going to find it out when you listen to the episode, episode 64 of the motherfucking podcast. Excellent. Do they have cereal there? Oh, they cereal. do have cereal. This is cereal. They do. I they, they had cereal. Dude, they have so much cereal. Cereal. They're getting ready to start doing podcasting, too, out of the basement. Yeah. Yeah, man. Shit. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Muni Information Cafe. Tell Matt and Jim. And the boys. Sent you. And last but most, the badass mofos who back us via a small recurrent contribution, monthly contribution. Some some of them a pretty vast contribution, actually. 
Um, man, blown away by the support that we get month out month after month. Thank you. From uh, dude, thank you guys so much. Like, I I hope it's obvious to you what it has done for us, because that small, like, that bit of support, that small contribution from you guys added up and compounded and aggregated into one big chunk of support really makes like it's it makes all the difference in the world i can't even fucking tell you what we've been able to do um like the comics are coming out videos are getting done we're traveling we're playing shows we're printing new merch we we're getting amazing gigs we're getting great press we're fucking we are growing a lot in a short amount of time and we really owe it to you guys giving us the fucking gasoline for the party machine man seriously and I'm sorry to be a chode and quote my own fucking song like some kind of asshole, but for real, you guys keep the machine moving. Feel free to say whatever you want. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm free to be honest on this episode and say thank you so much, guys. It means so much. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Go see what I'm talking about. We fucking love you guys. Uh, I think that's it. I think I got through everybody, right? All the sponsors? You did it. I did. And I do it almost always from memory. You know, I tried writing down copy before, but I feel like just doing it from memory keeps those people in my heart, for one. Keeps my brain awake because, you know, I I have been eating an edible a quarter at a piece this entire episode, and I'm pretty far into it by now. It's heady stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really heady stuff. Uh, but, uh, it does make you feel free. It returns me to reality when I have to repeat the sponsors. And we really repeat, uh, we really appreciate the people and think their names bear repeating. Thank you so much, guys. All right. So, we're nearing the end here. We're nearing the end here. I can tell that we're nearing the end because Tony's preparing his fishing rod. What? Let's... Let's have a little round ta- that, table. That was a, that was a what's it called? A, a frame? Uh, a filter? A filter? Oh, that was fishing a filter. rod filter. We fishing can, rod filter. We can. That ha- looks so real. It does. This, this is my uh, medium. That's good. That's good. That's Let's, amazing. That looks so real. For this, for this freedom episode of the motherfucking podcast, and thank you all for listening. I don't think you're welcome. I'm looking I'm looking at the list of stuff that I wanted to talk about and and oh you know there was a few things we didn't get to oh I wrote a note here I'm working on a song called Boofin' in the South Lot speaking of freedom I started we had those back-to-back fucking panic and dead and co shows and I all I was thinking about the whole time is like I wonder which one of these people put drugs up their butt this weekend What's up your pucker? And every and everybody knows where the party is at Red Rocks. It's the South Lot, right? So I just wrote this song. And I started working on it. And I'll give you a little taste of it if you want. It goes, a boofing in the South Lot, stooping. Trying not to get caught. Oh, fuck, fuck. I got it written down. Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot it. God damn it. I song on the 4th of July in front of all my friends and family. You did a what? I played a good song. It was called The Biggest Difference. <laughs> you played The Biggest Difference for him? That's great. 
That's a good freedom song. <laughs> the Biggest Difference by Granny Tweed. Check it out. That's the gayest, freest song you could possibly do. <laughs> yep. That, and and, and I, I waited until I made sure both dads were outside of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they appreciated that. And me and Laura sing it together. Like she, she sang all the harmony parts on the record. That's awesome. I remember it. I remember it. I remember it. Okay. Boofing, boofing in the south lot looking like a damn dirty Sasquatch stooping down low. Put it in my a-hole. Now I'm in a (laughs) K-hole. So that's like, that's the first, that's the first verse. And then I owe I owe the writing credit you, you to the go see Billy Ray Cyrus recently or went no 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 fun. dude it's gonna be a jammy song I'm gonna make it sound all like the Grateful Dead it's gonna be like there's gonna be all these like three part harmonies and shit like that it's gonna be great it's gonna sound like trucking a little bit you know what I mean but then it's gonna be like uh, and, and I owe this credit to my coworker Connor who uh, gave me a line to use <laughs> and I and I and I wrote it up as the bridge. So here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. It goes, free, free, free finger dips from later tips, but oh, 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 only if, only if you boof it. <laughs> only if you're boofing. Yep. That's going to be my song about boofing drugs at Red Rocks shows. Wow. Boofing drugs. Yeah. I think people should be free to put up their... That's going to be when Denver legalizes boofing next year. I think people should be able to put whatever they want in their butt. They kind of are. Yeah. I mean, it's my butt. uh, Yeah, for the most part, I think that people are free to... to Get out of my butt. The, no, there are laws against the, that shit. The hospital visit is not free. It's I'm it's like, again. I think there's sodomy getting, laws getting, in Colorado still. Getting that gerbil out of your butt is not free. I'd like to get. No, that. you got to pay like ninety bucks at the clinic, right? Yeah, how much? Did, how much did you pay for it? Yeah. What's the usual monthly rate on orifice insurance? Orifice, <laughs> asshole insurance. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know what? I like, I like how you were like. You got to pay like ninety bucks. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> like ninety bucks is a specific I ha- amount. Listen, I've been to the 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 Im- wait. What do they call it? What do they call the clinic? The emergent care clinic. The fucking mini clinic. No, what what do they call the urgent, the, care? The urgent care. care? Yeah, I've been to the urgent care before for butt stuff, but it was the butt stuff that we've talked about on this episode a bunch of times. Right. Yeah. yeah. My butt story is long. Uh, <laughs> I have a uh, that reminds. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I I was at a bar one time and I saw one of those uh, golf games that you like hit the ball, you know, and it said longest putt. And I, I, I did a double take because I thought it said longest butt, and I immediately imagined like how jeans would be made and I was like would they just be like long like sacks coming out of like you would have two tails you could keep so much more in the pockets dude you could keep like a javelin in your back pocket somebody was talking to me and I'm just sitting there like longest butt 
at the end of the longest butt. That's everywhere where Jake goes. Oh yeah, the butt cheeks are just hanging out the bottom. <laughs> the bottom pant legs. Damn, dude, your butt long as fuck. You need to go to the urgent care for the gluteal reconstruction surgery that you're gonna need eventually with a long butt. Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, I regret to inform you, your son has long butt syndrome. <laughs> oh no! His pockets are gonna be gigantic! Um, Tony, I would like, uh, let's finish out the episode by, uh, you telling me what freedom means to you. What does freedom mean to you? Yeah, we do what the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Yep. Like, light off fireworks and piss off your neighbors. That's right. Yeah. Just don't bother anybody else. And if you do bother somebody else and they tell you you're bothering them, say I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, one rule, man. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool, man. Be cool to each other. Uh, Gordo, what does what does freedom mean to you? Skateboarding. Plain and simple. Freedom. Are, are you gonna ask me? Yeah, what, Logan. What does freedom mean? Logan, what does freedom mean to you? Uh, <laughs> willing. Freedom means being able to hang my butt cheeks out of my jankos <laughs> for all to see. Yeah. Have a good time all the time. That's what freedom means to me. Let's see. Flapjacking? Flapjacking. <laughs> to me... Flapjacking down the street. To me, freedom... <laughs> to me, freedom is the trust that we have with each other. It's the trust that even though we have crazy murdering monkeys that live inside our brains, which we do. We built societies and civilizations and all this stuff, but we still have crazy murderous monkeys in our brains. Like the people we used to be, we still are, plus the other stuff that has developed over over the thousands of years people have been around. Lizard monkey brain. It is nothing short of a miracle that we are able to walk down the street clothed and not just throw our poop at each other. Like, that's a pretty major deal. And to me, freedom is the trust that I'm not going to throw shit at you if you don't, if you promise not to throw shit at me. And rather than letting it occupy our consciousness that we're under some sort of threat, just going, okay, I, you, I trust you, you trust me. Okay, we'll call it the social contract and that's just what we'll do. We just won't fuck with each other. Like, to me, freedom is that trust that nobody's going to come in and fuck with you and you're not going to go fuck with anybody else. And you're going to try and get along in the meantime. You know what I mean? And so people can just, you go do what you want to do. I'll go do what I want to do. We ain't got to be friends. We don't have to be enemies. But it would be in our best interest if we could fake it once in a while, at least. Or at least pretend like we do. And maybe if we pretend for a little while, we'll forget we're pretending. And just as a default, after generations and generations, it'll just become part of who we are. So let's give that a shot. What do you say, fellas? I'm for it. Okay, now Tony looks like a cat holding a fish in its mouth. You know, I've never seen one of my cats carry around a fish. A cat or a bunny. I don't know what that is. Oh. 
Tony, just, there's a fish in your nose! Who just reverse vomited a fish up his nose. <laughs> Alright, it was a really fun episode. It was. We pulled it out of our ass, but it yeah. was a fun episode. We haven't gotten to just sit down and shoot the shit in a while. <laughs> Tony, Please. Tony, dance us out. <laughs> Tony, dance us out. Thanks for listening to the Podcast. This here is Hal. I'm Tony Lakey. There's Logan and Gordo. I'm Tony the Dancing Pineapple. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend. I'm the Tony the Dancing Pineapple. Ah, <laughs> uh, nobody's going to get that. No one's going to understand how hilarious that is. Oh, uh, it's so good. Pigeon astronaut, again. <laughs> <laughs> Again, making a comeback. Making a comeback. That's what we call in the biz a callback. <laughs> People are gonna laugh. <laughs> all right, hey guys. Show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ruined it with all the stupid facts. No, man. I was really glad to have you on and talk. It was perfect. And I was really glad to. It's hard not to do. Uh, I have one of those that I talk to my niece on, and like, yeah. I play with it more than she does. Anytime yeah. I talk to a kid on like one of those devices, that's what I do is just flip through all those. <laughs> there he is. Right. Have you watched um, Days and Days on HBO? No. So it's it's a story. It's kind of a sitcom, but it follows a group of people over the course of many years, and there's time jumps of several years throughout the ep- like throughout one episode. Like it kind of shows the like high like high points of things that happened during this the the lives of this group of people, and like they have a scene where like a depressed little girl in the family, like a depressed teenage daughter, like has this technology where she can put those filters on her face in like real time in real life. It's scary. Like it like projects it up onto her face, so like behind all of that, she's super depressed. But to her mom, she's, like, seeing this, like, silly, like, cartoon face and stuff like that. It, it's worth taking a look at. It's a pretty good show. Super British, though. <laughs> I'm just going to say, look, I like British stuff. But some people, like, they put a show on, and as soon as they hear the British accents, they go, no, not for me. I'm not watching it. They should put rights in peace. Yeah. Good Omens is really good, too, speaking of a British show. That that show is good as shit. I started watching Peaky Blinders, and I heard it was a really good show, and I got about... 25 minutes into it and I was like I, I might have been kind of drunk but <laughs> I was also like I can't understand the fucking word these people are saying Oi, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. and I was just like I've heard this is, show is good I just need to watch it in a different mindset so I turned it off and dude or, or with subtitles <laughs> That's what dude I see I'm, I'm deaf as a post and Sarah is like really sensitive to noise she speaks really quietly she doesn't she doesn't like She's just one of those people who prefer, prefers the things to be kind of mellow and even keel. And we've got an infant who's sleeping in the house a lot. So generally, I have to practice modulating my voice a little bit at home. I know that's hard to believe. Whoa. But uh, yeah, yeah, there have been many times where it's like, Daddy, be quiet. And uh, so we have to listen and we have to watch the TV on pretty low volume. And so I watch everything with fucking subtitles on it. And I won't go back, man. It's the fucking way to do it. You get so much more information. You kept catch everything there is. The problem you is it. you just don't miss it. The problem is when I read, I have like internal dialogue going on, so it makes paying attention to a side conversation nearly impossible. Like I have to ask Sarah to repeat herself all the time because I'm sitting there like mouthing the words going. 
And then every once in a while being like, so, so Jon Snow died, okay? So he died, but then he came back to life because these guys, they wanted to kill him because she's like, I know, I'm watching the show too. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm right beside you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to explain shit to her. From time to time, I have to explain to She'll like go I, into I phone mode and she'll be like, she'll be like, she'll be like, so who is that guy? And I'll be like, really? That's like a major plot point of the entire show. And I'll like have to pause it and I'll be like, okay, um, let me break down the entire history of the show real quick. Give me a sec. Um, okay. Yeah. It's a lot. It's an adventure. Every time we watch something, it's an adventure. Anyway, uh, man, it was. Yeah, let's have practice. Hey, we're going to have some practice. It's going to be fun. Thanks for listening, guys. Come see us at the show. Uh, check out all the stuff we got coming out. Next week, hopefully, we'll have Muscle Beach on here. It'll be cool as shit. Uh, thanks to my guest, Tony the Dancing Pineapple. Um, thanks for listening to the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. I'm Logan. I was Gordon. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
The motherfucking podcast is recorded at the Nug Nation Studios in Denver, Colorado, and hosted by Aaron Howell, Tony Lee, Logan O'Connor, and occasionally even Ty Blosser of the international power rock combo, Motherfucking Ruckus. Our producer in the studio is Gordon Ledfoot. Our producers in Chicago are Gene Skibbins and Adam Zielinski. All music except homie shoutouts and featured artists is written and performed by MF Ruckus and comes from the album The Front Lines of Good Times Volume 1, coming this fall on Rodeo Star Records. Thanks for listening, guys. And remember, if you find this podcast valuable or entertaining and you wish to support MF Ruckus further, you can rate, review, share, subscribe, follow us on any of our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. If you really want to help us do what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. Our patrons get access to exclusive content, early releases, guest list spots, even VIP parties with beer and food, all in exchange for a small monthly contribution. It really does make a difference and allows us to do this podcast, make records, create videos, go on tour, fly Tony back and forth, and all the other stuff we love to do for you guys. Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Check it out. Thanks again, guys. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at MutinyInfoCafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 